Hey there, citizen scientists. This next episode you're about to listen to dives way deep into the quantum physics science aspect of the subject of Bigfoot. Uh, it also goes into other cryptids and the supernatural. So keep an open mind while you're listening to it. And secondly, this next trailer you're about to listen to is a trailer from my buddy Matt's podcast, Gordon Speaks. I have done an interview with him on one of my very first episodes. I think it was the second one. So make sure you check that episode out and go and check out Gordon Speaks podcast. I also put a trailer in this episode and many others for a podcast called Destination Mystery. They produce some awesome material and you will not be disappointed. So make sure you go check them out. So without any further delay, let's get started. Beautiful out here. Let's check on this chicken. Smells good. Woo! Looks good. Hey, what's going on? I didn't know you were listening over there. How's it going? Welcome to Gordon Speaks. We're just a variety show that talks about various topics, man, ranging from music to horror movies to cultivation to travel to quantum physics. I have various guests and uh, all sorts of different segments that are guaranteed (laughs) to ignite your auditory and imaginative senses. If you like to laugh, if you like to smile, if you dig some variety in your life, come on over to Gordon Speaks. Check us out. We'll be here on the dock. Peace.
welcome to the show, everybody. This is Bigfoot in the Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I want to thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me, email me at sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on anchor.fm, feel free to hit that message button to send me a voice message. I can play them on future episodes or just listen. Either way works for me. Just get at me. Today, we have a very special guest on the line. My very first ever interview, and I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, please welcome Mr. Connor Flynn, a.k.a. Bigfoot Anonymous. Hey, hey. Uh, honor to be here, man. Uh, we've been chatting up for a while now, and uh, we're definitely cut from the same cloth, so it's just been meant to be. And I can't wait till, uh in the next few months, uh, making my way out west and, you know, uh, seeing your grounds and checking out um, your, your forest and, and the museum out there. There's just a lot to see uh, in your neck of the woods, and I'm so excited for the future. Yeah, man. Absolutely. I can't wait till you get out here. So, uh Tell, uh, I know you have a book coming, or you it's out, or pre, pre-orders out at least. Tell us a little bit about the book you have out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's it's a big time for me right now. I'm uh, it's it's really important. It's an important time. It's I'm 28 years old. I just survived the 27 Club uh, this year, so it was a <laughs> big challenge, you know. And uh, I've been a writer all my life, and since 2000, even in my journal. It, at eight years old, I uh, wrote that I wanted to be a writer. So I'm staying true to myself with this. And um, to get over the hump of finally getting it published and actually printed it out is so cool because I did the hard part was writing it, you know, and mm-hmm. like researching it. Um, the publishing part should be the easy part, but that's like the X's and the O's. But I had to do most of it myself. And that's that's cool because I rather it be – DIY, you know, from the basement, you know, not many basements in Florida, but I'll make one with this, you know, uh, it's called Erie Swamps Road Trip to Eden. And I, I got that all a little mixed up because Erie and Eden, it all, it all comes together. Yeah. It's all a word, you know, and uh, it, it really documents my journey from Lake Erie, Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from, down to the Panhandle and Florida swamps, too. And I lived out of my car and researched a lot of uh, haunted castles and prisons and scary creatures. Uh, and that paranormal stuff has found me. And I'm staying true to my family roots because my uh, great aunt out in Limerick, Ireland, she saw a banshee when she was younger. She saw this old lady in a village of people she knew everybody and combing her hair in front of her neighbor's house and then the next day the neighbor died and uh she swore it was a banshee and we've always heard that in our family tree and so i'm staying true to myself and then my uncles and grandfather and my dad who's big on travel and my mom who grew up on a farm and loves fishing it's just i'm telling our story and my story my story is about me, but it's a story about you too, because it's about consciousness and humanity and, you know, the underdog and the outcast and the outlaw. It's uh, it's really pushes the boundaries of thinking and it's more of an experience. And I try to put you in my shoes and really uh, transcend you as a human being and try to let you uh, see like the golden gate 
above, you know, because it's a dark time in this world and it's so important to find our own light and, you know, power and vibrations come together and, you know, conversations like this propel us so far. And I just hope uh, my book can be something to propel people um, just to think there's more out there, maybe bring awareness to stuff that they never encountered. And it's a part of a series and that's called history rewinds. And it's like history repeats, but I'm really, and uh, just the way, you know, cinema and the world is like one movie, you know, and we're living in the movie and movies are based on real life. And it's really big on consciousness and psychedelics. And they all blend together when, you know, Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landings and people believe the moon landing is real. So when I say a movie's, you know, real, who, who's, who's right, who's wrong? I say there's no right and wrong, but there's more to everything. And we need to peek through the blinds and break down the barriers and kick through the walls, you know? And that's what my book's about, man. My second book, Big Brother Bigfoot, that really, uh, is my baby, you know, that talks about all the Bigfoot hominid type creatures, humanoids, translucent skin rake, skin crawlers, skin walkers, Wendigo, the Gill Man, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Susquehanna Seal, which is uh, comparable to the Australian Bunny Yip. It's like a beaver type man. I don't know, man. There's a lot of strange things out there. Thunderbirds in the sky, UFOs flying above, and people want to walk around like everything's normal. Come on, man. We All of us conspiracy theories, we called 2020. We knew something was coming. We knew they were going to throw the election. We knew, man. We knew. But no. You know, they don't want to listen. So I had to I had to break through. You know, I'm an outlaw. I'm an outcast. I lived out of my car. I had to join society back again and give them this book, you know, just to remember me by. And it's a big weight off my shoulder. Get this book out there. Get my three books. I got my fourth book coming. You know, I got a whole novel and a poetry book coming too. Get them all out there so I can walk free. You know, I got a lot of baggage and information that I got stocked up that I want to just spit out at the world. And it's like, whew, you know, I got to get this out there just because uh, for for me, you know, it's heavy on me. And then, two, I want to spread the word. I want to spread the love. And, uh, you know, the lockdowns might be coming and I uh, that, that might be my job. I might be a full time author, you know, so I'm going to test it uh, this next week. I got a couple of days off of work. I'm going to just try to go hard as I can, you know, posting my book on fantasy uh, forums and yeah. you know chat rooms i'm going back to the aol days the hustling days you know when i was a rapper i was going door to door selling mixtapes you know in the cold in the snow you know getting beat up robbed you know uh at the basketball games bringing my backpack full of mixtapes getting laughed at but dude i spread the word spread the word i always just oh. been myself and you know a book is kind of it's been nothing for me, man. I, I wrote a, a thousand, two thousand songs. You know, I've written movies. I, I've ri written so many poems and scripts and everything. I'm a writer all the time, you know, but finally it's some notoriety. And that's nice on like a humanity level, you know, because I could be this outlaw alien all I want. But, you know, I want to make my parents proud still. And 
um, if, if they could see everything I was doing, I think they'd be somewhat proud. They'd probably be freaked out as well, just because uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm really into the giants and the, the creatures uh, from the dark. And some of them are evil, man. You know, there's a lot of Dogman stuff going on that uh, they're, they're vanishing and they're raising the top of the uh, treetops. You know, I interviewed a guy firsthand the other day and yeah, he said it started off, you know, like eight to ten feet <coughs> taller than a telephone pole. And, you know, on, on one hand, that's hard to believe. But two, it's like, dude, if this thing's already existing, werewolves, then who knows? It might be able to fly into the sky and turn into a bat or something. You know, he said it just vanish into a dot. But I heard people saw stuff that same night. And one guy quit from the repair shop. And then another guy saw a giant crab in the trees that night. Yeah. Who the heck knows, you know? But down that street, I was getting my car worked on one time, and I found a cool fossil, and it was, like, the size of my hand. It was, like, a oh. leaf. And I, I need to get a picture of it because now that it has stories, maybe, you know, it's the size of an egg. Maybe it's an egg of the werewolf. No, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just being fun. But uh, Strange is definitely uh, closer than we think. And sometimes it knocks on your door. Sometimes it calls you, you know? I, I was a hip-hop rapper you know so i gained a lot of enemies for some reason growing up so i would get death threats on my phone I, I, late at night and then sometimes it would just be nobody so that, that you know goes in my head i'm like phantom callers and just scary scary things and uh we had a lot of legends of samara and the girl from the ring and a lot of stuff going on and then the witch's ball and crybaby bridge were right around the corner growing up and then this legend called white shoes it was this little girl uh, she was right behind this fence and it was right by a basketball court and uh, just like a playground area. And all you could see was her white shoes because there was an AA place, alcohol anonymous place on the other side of the fence. And the legend is that she uh, passed away, of course, in a drunk driving accident. But her dad used to go to the AA meetings and uh, speak there and she he'd have to keep an eye on his daughter so she could only go past. She couldn't go past the fence. You know, she always wanted to play with us but she never could. And uh, it was always a wild story. And uh, that's in my book. So I'm uh, really fun. It's really fun to talk about that and like bring light to it. And it's, it's really ceremonial, you know, and ha, it's bigger than me though. Like I, I wanted to be in like every library and every school, but I, I just wanted to be, I want the book to do it. You know, I just want to fade away and be me, you know, and that's what's really important to me. It's just getting my message out there and then putting it out to the world and then going on to the next one. You know, I'm already I'm already working on the next thing. You know, I'm uh, going to do a couple Bigfoot documentaries. I did a, a short yeah. film with a guy from FSU recently um, that I played like a Nimrod hunter and glasses <laughs> during it. So I'm probably Man, but it was hilarious. He showed me it the other day, and his class loved it. His teacher thought it was genius. And a lot of stuff we came up with on the spot. Like, uh, we put in my EMF reader in the dousing rods, and, like, we worked that into the script. And the teacher's like, that was genius. And I'm like, heck, yeah, you know, but we just improvised it. And uh, he's he's really interested in monsters and stuff. So uh, me and him are going to make a movie. And then this other guy, uh, his name's Jack. He also goes to FSU. He made uh, a doc like where I had my uh, Bigfoot cast here at work and uh, I was talking to some guys and this guy comes in and 
I'm like, oh yeah, I'm in a short film and we'll be filming tomorrow, actually. He's like, oh wow, I, I make movies. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really into Bigfoot. And uh, he's like, I made a Bigfoot documentary. And he actually made a documentary about the people, um, the family that had a bunch of encounters, the Bridges family um, down in, here in South Florida, that they they had so many dogman and paranormal in, encounters. And, and then, you know, he linked me, he linked me up with them. So now uh, they, they we're all going to make a Bigfoot documentary here soon. And I'm super excited because like me and my buddy, Dylan, he, he's an incredible filmmaker too, you know, the short film, the first short film guy, but you know, like the, me and him are just on a friend level. This other guy is like, you know, he's more friends now, but he's doing his own thing with Bigfoot, you know, and I'm excited to like co-join that, you know, and it's going to be two insane projects, totally different from each other. And you know me, I'm just going to be rambling on and trying to find everything I can. And hopefully I can, you know, I'll bring my, uh, my buddy who uh, has the giant bones, you know, and that will be a uh, revolutionary. And there's just so much out there. You know, I've had foot, foot, footprints and we see uh, structures in the woods all the time. You know, X marks the spot, our arches. And then there's there's teepees that are 50 feet tall that they'll mm -hmm. kill a certain amount of trees or trees will be dead and they'll put them in a teepee against one living tree. And these figures are, you know, not figures, but these things they create are 80 feet tall up in the air. And it's just the possibilities are endless. And there's a language in the forest that many humans don't really pick up on. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I, have, to, uh, I have to ask you, I have to go back real quick to the giant crab in the tree. Is yeah, that like a crab squatch. Yeah, man, I really uh, it's it was a dog man that the guy witnessed. He, him and his friend were uh, walking. He, the guy I spoke to, Cody, was walking his buddy home, and they saw a dog man type Bigfoot, uh, great, great, get bigger and taller than the trees, and then vanish into a dot. Then my buddy Ronnie, who has the, the Bigfoot bone, he mm -hmm. lives right in the same area. He saw, yeah, a giant crab in the trees, in the woods, in that same area. And I don't know. It's pretty crazy. We were talking about it today. And it's like, was it a shape-shifting thing? Was it like an alien ship? And that's all his mind could pick up was a freaking yeah. crab. But then um, I I uploaded that, that interview on YouTube. And it's actually been blowing up. I got like 900 views in a couple days. And it's a lot Dang. of positive. A lot of people are like hating on it too. Not a lot, but a handful of people. And they're like, "Oh, how much should you pay this guy? Uh, you're you're leading him on saying stuff." I'm like, "No, no, no. This guy has been saying this story for long before I ever even lived in Florida. For one, and then two, I showed up at a gas station and recognized the guy from Ronnie telling me a story about him. And then I put a camera in his face, you know, two minutes later, which, you know, he was cool with, but it's still a lot of pressure. And he didn't remember every single detail. You know, he's like still trying to imagine himself and I'm, I'm trying to remind him of what I know. So it's like two minds coming together, you know, and people want to throw shade, but a lot of people are like, wow, you know, the possibilities are endless because you know, I look at Dogman like he's like a physical creature. And yeah, he might be able to transform from man to wolf in ways, but jumping and vanishing into a die in the sky is pretty far-fetched. But who's to say anything? Because I'm big on protons and electrons. They can become 
particle or waveform. And most of the time we're particle because we're solid. But we in real transcendent times and when we can be our true selves and activate our pineal gland and the DMT inside us and everything that's inside of our soul, the 21 grams, then we can become waveform and we can vanish. Just like how the Bigfoot say, oh, they evaporated in the midair, you know, and, and they uh, blend in with their backgrounds. Well, their skin and their hair has some translucent see-through abilities that it does camouflage with their background. So even if you do take a perfect picture of them, somehow, some way, it's going to place some kind of manipulation on your eyes and camera and everything. So no wonder they can blend into the background of, of the forest. You know, I have tons of tons of pictures that you could see like little faces and it's like, oh, it, were they? You know, I felt like uh, something was there. But is it is it a pareidolia or however they call it when you're just seeing faces too? You right. know, and these words and these meanings and they throw them out like the Mandela effect, you know, is it Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears? I don't know, but <laughs> continuing on my path. And uh, Big Brother Bigfoot has some cool uh, little snippets of like 15 uh, Bigfoot type creatures that have, you know, investigated. And then it has, you know, pictures of scat, of tree bends, of footprints, of giant bone. It, it's a lot of cool, I'd say, evidence, you know. I'm big on, you know, I've narrated over 200 of these newspaper articles that talk about giant excavations i've narrated mm -hmm. over 500 anonymous people's bigfoot encounters you know from all over the world all over the map and from different times different decades and it's awesome to just see what else is out there and how many stories are really out there because everybody's like oh there's no pictures well go on squatch me now go on mvtv there's new footage and there's new pictures every single day there's new footprints you know go to the museum in boring right by you you know there are so many casts and they find they find so much man yeah dude i need i need to buy one of those hoodies i'll uh oh, dude honestly i have a couple of them i'll just send you one oh dude i would super appreciate that i'll, I'll yeah. send you whatever i have here you know what what size do you wear uh, large or extra large? I could definitely fit. I got, I got an extra large. <laughs> That'd be perfect, man. That'd be so cool. Oh my yeah, gosh! For sure, for sure. I man. will, I, I will do uh, interviews in it and uh, do it in the documentary. That would be cool because you know I'm an Eastern boy, you know, so repping the Western would be dope. And I'm saying I've spent a lot of time uh, out west, but not in Oregon or Washington. So. That's a okay. bucket for me, man, and I'm I'm really excited to uh, make my way out there because, like I said, I've 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 went across I went to L.A. and back in a car, you know, documenting and exploring ghost towns and cryptids and Bigfoot and monsters and crazy people and punk bands and haunted yeah. venues, you know. So just for me to to reach some more land, you know, in in America. You know, part of me is like, oh, man, I, I saw it all in America. But heck no, dude, I have it. I need to see more. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm so excited, man. Dude, there's a lot to be seen up here. Uh, you being in Florida, I'll probably send you a T-shirt. I'll probably be feel a little bit better to wear around. Hey, I'm in, <laughs> I'm in the panhandle, though. It gets chilly. It is, it's been okay. chilly right now. I'm in sweatpants, and uh, and I'm a freeze baby. I'm from Ohio, you know, and that should make me tough 
to the cold because I like survived blizzards, you know. Yeah. But your body changes and different air is different to your body because it's like thicker in some places. Just like heat is like dense, you know. And uh, it's it's really crazy, and it just shows that air is just vibrations in the air too. And like you know, I I went through Hurricane Michael and Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Sally and uh, firsthand, and they were really intense and flooding and thrashing and, you know, trouble sleeping the next few days and parents crying and sisters crying and cats, cats, you know, changing forever, you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it just shows that everything is one. So we have to take care of this planet, but we can't fall into the traps that these politicians and these celebrities are, are throwing out there we need to be real you know and it starts with all of us like recycle when you can you know ditch the plastic water bottles and drink out of a yeti or drink out or just keep one bottle like get a yeah. canteen i don't know man it start small start small and go go big you know and it 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 just propels every i'm all about just pushing things forward and, and positivity goes a long way you you say you say, you know, good morning to the right person. They're going to be nice to the right person. Like your small action can bring the sun in the morning. Like we can never sell ourselves short, never underestimate ourselves. And, you know, tough feelings and even Ouija boards have brought storms. So positive feelings have brought sunny days and good vibrations and just beautiful vibes in, of the future. You know, those, those summer days that we grew up with. They're still ahead of us, too. Yep. I like it. I love it, man. So, yeah, you uh, have had a couple Bigfoot encounters, have you not? Yeah, I have, man, and, and so have you. So it's an awesome bond to yeah. uh, this, you know. it's That's why there's definitely a mutual respect between us, and uh, it goes it goes further than encounters. It's, it's experience, and it's just belief in the other side and the – the knowing of you know the other realm and existence and we're just we're just vibrations you know and energy it's this is just a shell you know what's inside of us is what really matters you know it's kind of like a, i went i went off i'm kind of guilty of it but i went off on a tangent today on social media uh about uh bigfoot uh video review breakdowns so um there's specifically a couple people that really irritated me because uh for me um i take it i take the subject at a scientific level aspect um meaning i put my mind into how a scientist would approach a new subject so that means doing your due diligence of investigations of the whole scenario um i feel like people come to a conclusion too fast because uh, their worldview tells them that it can't be this way or, it, or it's impossible for it to be that way. And in reality, the average person saying that has never experienced anything to be, which is there to be able to open up their mind. So to me, it's just, to, it, it's really hard. I'm trying to battle my words right now. I'm trying to find them perfectly, like clearly right now. Uh what I'm getting at is in order for, like, for instance, the video breakdown, in order for a solid, uh, valid video breakdown to happen, 
one must do their due diligence. They they got to do background research on this on the subjects uh, that made the video. They got to interview the subjects that made the interview. They got to, if possible, go to the to the area, do their measurements. Only then can if you only then after you do your due diligence can you then come to a hypothesis of what it could possibly be. No one, it's like. There's too many, there's, what I'm getting at, there's too many closed-minded people out there, man. What I experienced, I know for a fact that this is not the only reality in our world. Our reality is not the only one. There is different rifts in whatever, however you want to explain it. There's, there's things that go on that we cannot see. Uh, only select few and only uh, have the capability of seeing it. And very few select people are decided and selected to be able to see it like for instance me and i don't know why but it's just it happened there's uh i've never had heard voices in my life before or or had forced thoughts i should say and that happened to me um got to a doctor afterwards because i was going crazy and yeah uh, if people on my podcast don't know my story by now, shame on you. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, in, in all reality, go back. It's towards the beginning. It's called uh, My Experience, I believe, something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while. Actually, I can tell you in a second. It's called, uh, come on, Anchor. Wow, that is crazy though. Anyways, they yeah, they they have they do have uh, these creatures have abilities like infrasound or like telekinesis. Some people call it, you know. But I I just think they're masters of vibration and they can sense what we're feeling. So somehow they are able to enter our mind and project things. And uh, definitely, you most of the time it's a warning to get out. But if you're in a position that you can't get out immediately then they they mess with you in other ways and that is yeah. pretty wild and that it uh it went home with you you know i was missing the next page button it's called how it all began that's how what it it's all- called yes uh but uh anyways getting back to what i was saying uh there's uh i know what i experienced man there's something to it there's it's uh for people to assume that it's non-existent because they don't believe some video footage that has been acquired or for example patty who's that's been verified by professionals uh and then analyzed by professionals and exclaimed that this is not natural (laughs) this is not natural movements this is not a suit so on so forth right it's not a suit there's no edits to it that is a living, breathing female being, you know, Sasquatch. Yep. That's a mother. You can clearly see her breasts. Yes. And you can see the sun going off her skin and gleaming like only that skin would do, you know. And yep. that's not, they, they they asked Disney if they could uh, make a make a uh, costume as good as that, and mm-hmm. no, you can't recreate an eight hundred pound creature that flows naturally and there's a, there's a couple breakdowns that i've seen with interesting things that they show um maybe there's a baby 
on her the whole time, like maneuvering. And uh, because there's like a couple times that her body like grows and like her head gets bigger. And that's kind of like the, the other body you would oh. see. Wild, man. And I've seen other videos that they have that. So who's to say that some Bigfoot don't have a pouch like kangaroos? You know, it's it's a natural animal characteristic. Yeah. So who's to say, but they're, they're 800 pound creatures. You know, that is so wide that yeah. that small little creature, that little baby would be able to maneuver. And it's fantastic. I'll try to find that breakdown that shows the, the baby in it. And there's another yeah. one that shows uh, an adult in the background, a man one, like overlooking her. And I know you're somewhat familiar with the, you know, the MK Davis theory oh, yeah. about them, yes. you know? And uh, that's a lot, of it, you know, and that really shakes the Bigfoot community because the famous footage, there might be something dark and sinister behind it. And Bobby Short and uh, a lot of other people, they say there's a hidden, hidden uh, video and they, you know, they've skinned it and they killed five of them. There's there's a lot, you know, and then when people are saying, oh, there's no evidence, there's no nothing. There's hundreds of DNA samples that have been taken by Scott Carpenter and his crew. And then, you know, they've recovered bodies from Mount St. Helens and uh, they've captured them like the Ochizi wild man, very close by me. Uh, they captured him in the 1800s, brought him to the Chattahoochee mm -hmm. hospital, kept him there for three years because they thought he was an escaped lunatic. He died and then they buried him um, right, mm -hmm. by, right outside, right by where there's now an abandoned golf course. And it's really sad because I think these creatures last like over hundreds of years. You know, they live hundreds of years because there's been people that lived like 260 years in Asia, humans, humans, you know, and there's people that are alive to like 170 now, now on earth right now that are known. And it's just so crazy. So I was thinking, I'm thinking these, these ancient beings of earth, they might live hundreds of years and so sad that they locked them up. They died three years later. Like, yeah, oh, that's, such a crime against humanity, man. And uh, we need we need to be better. And one of my uh, scariest Bigfoot encounters was at the Bellamy Bridge, and that's not far from the uh, Ochizi Pond, and also not far from Two Egg, which is a town here in Cleveland or not Cleveland, town here in Florida. And it's called Two Egg, and uh, it's called the Two Egg Stump Jumper. And it's a type of Bigfoot, and it's kind of like the Vietnam Rock Ape. He's like six foot tall. Uh, really thick, you know, kind of, kind of like a uh, orc or an ogre. Oh, okay, you know, more, more thick than tall, more thick than long, you know. And uh, Bellamy Bridge, we've had a lot of strange encounters out there due to dehydration. And after the hurricane, we got really lost. Our our uh, flashlight ended up acting all funky and phone ended up dying real quick a lot of strange stuff is pouring down rain uh we thought we were maybe cursed because i got pulled over on the way home and then my other buddy got almost got robbed by three people they tried stealing his car and uh, he ended up having it was real crazy real crazy stuff and uh but we, we went recently and i had my gopro and i got a nice whoop on there and uh it's really cool i'm i'm gonna release that soon probably the day my book goes live, I'm going to release that, you know, just so it's fun. Uh, but I, I can send it to you, though, you know, because, yeah, you know, please keep do. It yeah, so oh, you can hear yeah. it. That'd be, 
That'd be really cool. It's a short clip. It's literally like like nine because I have like a fifteen minute clip, you know, because I had to GoPro run it, and then I cut it down to like fifteen seconds. So yeah. we're literally talking about uh, the swamp thing, and then then we hear hear a crazy noise. We hear the whoop, and it's from far away, and it like stops us in our tracks of conversation. And then my buddy Ronnie, the military vet who located the bone um, down here in Spring Creek, he gives a whoop back. And uh, we got no response. And um, we've been out there with owls before, and there's like hundreds through the night, you know, uh, of hoots and owls making sounds. And this was just one sound. And then about 45 minutes later, uh, right down the bank from us, this tree goes crashing down right by us. Like we heard it just crack. And it was so chilling. And I just had a knife, and, and Ronnie had a gun. Um, a nice, a nice big revolver and it still wasn't enough. And, uh, we scurried out there, um, right after, but I've also had, uh, a couple other like encounters on psychedelic trips. Also when I was, uh, running from the police, well, we thought it was maybe the police. Um, we had lights in the sky. We think it was, we don't, we really don't know what it was, but it was lights in the sky (laughs) to a golf course to uh fish in their ponds because you know they have exotic fish and we uh found this way to like park in a neighborhood and then cut through the forest and get just into this golf course and no one would know but then we hear whispers and we hear sounds coming from us so we start making it back to the woods because we thought it was the police and then we're like we see lights and we think it's light like flashlights but it was it wasn't flashlights and we still hear sounds and we're like running up the like there's this huge dirt hill in the woods and we got ran out of the woods by something and or some some multiple somethings and then uh growing up in brunswick uh northeast ohio is a plethora of scary stories like the witch's ball uh crybaby bridge even the franklin castle up in cleveland a lot of wild stuff the river sticks railroad um a railroad crash and now you see a fire a fire train go off the, the tracks once in a while and it's a swampy area like if you just woke up there you'd think you were in louisiana but uh my buddy alex he lived in like sleepy hollow sleepy hollow sleepy hollow neighborhood and of course you know the famous sleepy hollow story you know the headless horseman and uh, my buddy matt actually lived by there too and so i've had a lot of strange occurrences in the woods and we got lost one time with matt it was like freezing cold and these dogs started chasing us and now i think it might have had something to do with the wolfman because my buddy alex and my buddy jake uh, i had them type up a counter report recently for my book for uh, the letters from family and friends chapter and uh, so we've been, we've had a lot of dialogue and they're like my trippy friends. So we're always like pushing the limits, talking about flat earth and aliens and the moon being a plasma, you know, the moon landing being fake. So we're always, we're always pushing the limits of reality, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, we're like, oh man, you remember, you know, the wolf man. And so I had to t- t- tell me about their first encounter and they were getting driven home by some firemen from the rec center and they saw like this creature. Uh, across the road and they thought it was a deer so they're looking at it and they noticed it wasn't a deer it was like running on uh two legs you know like prancing across and then it goes on all four and then scales a hill and runs behind this red barn in the hill i've been by it's steep as heck you know and it would take a human minutes and this thing got up in seconds and uh so that was always the legend of sleepy hollow around there so then a couple months later i'm sleeping over right before a golf 
uh, tournament, golf league. And the next morning we're going golfing. So we're just hanging out, sipping over, and we're playing pool. And we get this strange feeling uh, sweeps over us. And then we turn off the lights and we're look, looking through the blinds, like peeking through and looking in this den down by a creek in his backyard. And then we see this silhouette of like this giant wolf um, lurking at us. And it looked like he put us under a spell or something like it, you know, he was giant. We're, we're kids. We didn't know what we're seeing. And uh, Jake and Alex are freaking out. They knew, they knew it cause they saw it, you know, in the day or in, at least in, in the twilight. And uh, it was just thrilling. And we, we already had the lights off, but we dive, dive deep and uh, we're hiding for a while and we didn't see it again, but the rest of the night was just so scared. And I remember curled up in a ball with like my back against the walkout glass because it's just with sliding glass windows, you know, ran to the patio, like full body. You could see us completely, you know, and just being so scared that we ended up going upstairs and sleeping in his room, you know, before the golf that we had to wake up super Whoa. early. So it was, it was pretty wild. And uh, Jake and Alex are like some psychedelic warriors. So we've uh, we've done a lot of crazy stuff for like Blood Moon eclipses and Friday the Thirteenth and Halloween. And Jake was over one time, and we watched Two Thousand One Space Odyssey uh, while tripping. And it's really like a rite of passage. Uh, it really takes you to another level. And there's ape monkeys, you know, banging on the monolith, you know. So all these <laughs> monoliths yeah. that are appearing, I'm like, dude, I've already been there. I could tell you where the next one is, but it ain't even worth it. Like, dude, you know, watch 2001 Space Odyssey, awesome stuff, and you'll see, you'll find some answers. Trust me, but you'll see the answers aren't even worth freaking diving into because it's like, dude, there's more, there's more than monoliths, you know. But it is cool. It's fun, you know. I'm like, hey, I was uh, hashtagging monolith back in January. Where's the? <laughs> But uh, it's 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 pretty cool. But we were uh, we were having a journey one night, and we're laying in the grass after watching these movies, and we're looking at the the moon because it was like the peak hour of the 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 blood moon, the harvest moon. I'm not sure what year it was, but you could we could probably calculate it. Um, but we're laying there, and again, uh, a weird feeling just sweeps over us. But we're hanging out with our cat, my cats, and we hear some scurrying over uh, on the other side of the the shed the piff palace that's what we called it we used to bring all the girls back there and when when the parents didn't know uh, what we were doing in the basement you know and uh it, it was always just a wild time so there's a lot of energy just in that back back area and uh it's 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 so wild but we thought it was the cats that were making the noise and then we noticed that the cats are right next to us and they're like peeking over to us so me and jake we're, we're not in our right mind we get up and we're, we're going to check it out we have a stick and we just get hit inside our chest with like the biggest force just telling us like get back and you know we're in a different state of mind so we just absorb it completely and just literally just like fall back like probably take two steps and just fall backward and just like internally surrender and just go back to the skies and literally didn't even worry about it and now i look back in my right mind i'm like dude how the heck how could i be calm enough to just give up on that and then just you know go back to what i was doing and knowing it will be all right but it was all right and it's just pretty wild because it was right by some fruit trees that lead to a big patch of woods that we've seen a couple strange sightings. Like I used to always peek out my front door or front door and front window. And uh, one time I saw this brown figure that maybe I thought was a deer when I was younger, but don't know what it is now just because my buddy Jake, 
he said he was going down Mark's Road, same patch of woods, and uh, saw saw creatures. So just those woods are full of weird and strange things that it's just like, dude, it's, I, I wouldn't even put it past anything, you know? And in, in the same patch of woods, but probably like a couple miles down, uh, after midnight one time, I was working at Family Video, and I'm driving home. And there's this patch that it just cl- it crosses the road for a little bit, and there's a little path. And uh, what I actually learned recently from a, another local author, he said there's a witch's stone over there. So he's uh, talking about witches and stuff, but it was like a gremlin type, like humanoid, uh, kind of like the rake, kind of like Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. It, it was, you know, a translucent creature, probably like five to six feet tall. And I just saw the last like two steps before he went into the woods. But it was like one of those things that your mind doesn't even believe it because it goes it goes into like instincts and just protective mode and it protects your soul and protects your your mindset, you know, and you know, man, it can take you to places that you don't even want to go. And there's dark things in this world. And, you know, therapy and the doctors and the hospitals aren't equipped for what's out there, you know, but even priests and stuff, dude, the exorcist is a documentary, man. Stuff is real. Troll hunters are out there. You know, I, I'm a cryptid hunter, not trying to kill them, but there's yeah. people out there that are actually eliminating Bigfoot, you know, and I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm all for freedom. I want them to live and be free and be safe too. Because, you know, if we're, if we're pounding on them, then they're going to keep, you know, pound it back and they're not going to be so nice to us campers outside when we're just trying to, you know, have a good time camping by the fire and fishing for the night. They're going to, they're going to pay their vengeance, you know? And I, I remember you uh, telling me that you've had a quite a close encounter. Uh, Could I, could I hear that now that, now that we can hear, hear great between our audio, man? Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, I had, I'll just start from the beginning of that. So I had uh, gone to Cliff Berkman's shop in the museum um, and kind of told him about my first encounter, uh, my sighting and all that stuff. Um, at the time when I told him about it, I uh, I wasn't ready to tell anybody about the mind speak thing. Um, and so uh, up until recently, uh, he didn't know about that part, but that's getting away from the subject matter. So anyways, I, uh, I had, um, in 2019, I had gone to Squatch, uh, Squatch Fest in Longview, um, Kelso, Washington and met a research group, uh, called Clackamas, Clackamas research group or Clackamas Sasquatch research group. And, uh, the it's, I think it's just two brothers or two friends. No, I think two brothers. And, uh, their investigation area is exactly where I go, exactly where I had my encounter. And uh, I became pretty good friends with them. And so uh, uh, upon um, asking, you know, I give them my location, they would give me their location, an old location. Um, and uh, they volunteered the uh, 2018's research area to me. So I went there by myself the first time and heard like a grunt and a growl. And some stick breaks off to my left or off to my back behind my right. And uh, it was uh, super creepy feelings going coinciding with it, like almost being watched. Um, and uh, nothing, nothing else happened outside of that. Um, uh, well, I take that back. I, 
I don't know for sure, but I swear that I saw uh, something walking away from me uh, camp. So there was like tall grass that I could barely see. It was dark out with the campfire going. Um, and it was like a, a long, empty, well, not empty, long, uh, elongated road that went deep. It was like a, a cut access road to uh, to a power line clearing. So um, so it was like straight through this thick, thick, thick uh, Mount Hood National Forest looking tree, uh, tree lot, pretty much huge. Um, and uh, and then it widened out a tiny bit. The mouth opened up a little bit and then it spit you down into into the clearing. Well, we were camping out where the mouth opened up a little bit. So we were on the side of the road and uh, um, I uh, I had gone to I had gone to the spot. It was dark out. I had the campfire going and right where the road starts dipping down into the power line clearing, there's like taller grass. And it was in this taller grass that I swear I saw like a darker, like a dark shape or dark figure just like turn and like and only a glimpse only caught a glimpse like one second of it uh and and walk away it could have been my eyes playing tricks on me but that's it but yeah um and then i went to bed with nothing else happening and i woke up the next morning with nothing so then i go home uh and uh um, tell my buddy about it uh one of my friends who runs his runs a podcast and uh he um, he's not a believer or anything, but he wanted to. He wanted to go out and he wanted me to take him out investigating to the spot and go check it out um, and go see if we can, you know, encounter anything or, or have anything happen, or just go camping for the night for the night, you know, and whatever. So we sure. go there. We get there. It's probably about like mid afternoon or so, and we set up camp, and uh, we had plans um, on sleeping in my tent. But I forgot my um, uh, inflator for my air mattress. So instead of sleeping on the ground, we decided, well, we'll just sleep in the car, whatever. So we just went about making camp. Um, it was probably about an hour after we got there. Um, I went down to the clearing because last time I was down in the clearing, I swore I saw something popping from out behind the bush. So I wanted to go recreate the picture to see if I could find it again which I didn't. Um, and, uh, <laughs> yeah, I'll, uh, I'll have to post that on my Facebook page and send the picture to you, too. But, uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But, anyways, um, so I'm down there, you know, re- trying to recreate the, the photo. I was down there for probably, like, three, five minutes, and I start heading back up to camp, and my buddy is looking all white in the face. He's got, you know, his eyes are, like, looking all freaked out. And uh, he's like, dude, I was just sitting around at camp and I got up to relieve myself and I turned around, you know, his back was facing the, the chair we was uh, sitting. He walked like 15, 10, 15 feet away from the chair to the bush line. He started peeing and uh, all of a sudden all the hair stood up on the on end and he just felt like he was being watched and like he didn't like he needed to leave. Like he didn't wasn't. Uh, welcome there and uh he's he's not one to just feel anything like that man like it's if he's feeling this that's legit now here's the thing about it the 
same feeling that he's feeling at this time is the exact feeling that I had the trip before when I was there by myself. But I didn't tell him about that. So there was no there was no pushing him towards an idea. There was no any any of that. Um, he felt what I felt without any prior knowledge of yeah. It was it was pretty uh, uh, awakening for me, um, to say the least. The restroom though, like that aroma is very strong, and it's maybe disrespectful on their ground. So yeah, they were not having any of that. And, well, and lurk towards the smell of blood and urine. Yes, well, and that's the, that's the other thing. So I didn't even think about that until you just said that. So uh, where my where my friend uh, used the restroom. Uh, right behind him was like 10, 15 feet was his chair, which was at camp. His chair was probably five feet away from the fire pit, eight feet away from the fire pit. So everything was in, within close proximity. My car, the tent, the campfire, the tool, uh, the, the tools, the cooler. Um, and it, it was all probably three to five feet off the, off the bush line on that side of the road. On the opposite side of this, this dirt logger access road. Um, city access or not uh, forestry access road uh, it continued the same just thick 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 trees um, hard like hard to see through trees um, so uh, behind where our camp was uh, there was a little game it was a game trail it was it looked like it it was it had been a hiking trail as well but you could clearly make out that it was a game trail um, and then it went probably a hundred yards in into the bush and uh, the game and the game trail was all closed in, all grown in, um, or sorry, not grown in, all thick on each side. So it was like a clear path and thick brush. And then there was like two medium-sized trees that the game trail went through, and it opened up into a big opening. And probably 40, 50 feet from where we were standing at the beginning of the opening, it was a circle. And was two trees like coinciding, um, one at my like one o'clock and one at my eleven o'clock, and in between those two trees was a game trail. To the left of the eleven o'clock tree was a game trail. To the left of that game trail was a game trail. To the left of that game trail was there was eight game trails spanning like that, like to the right through the from the right to the left. So it was like a game trail intersection. And over the game trails between the two trees, 11 o'clock and 1 o'clock tree, there was two mat, like 25 centimeter, maybe, give or take, uh, um, with um, trees that had been, quote unquote, fallen. I don't know how they got down there. They weren't rotted out looking at all. One, one across the game, those game trails in between the two trees. And then another one, a little bit bigger than the, that size, over laying on top of the the one the bottom one so there was two logs piled up um they and they didn't look like they were naturally falling there um that's not uh like a leading idea of that i had when i got out there it was just it was unnatural looking like it didn't look like a windbreak or or weather any sort of weathering break or anything um with the possibility of a hu was it a possibility of a human doing it yeah was it possibly with Sasquatch doing it? Yeah, I don't, you know what I mean. But it wasn't, it wasn't Mother Nature is what I'm getting at. So the the uh, one o'clock tree had a branch on it that 
was very peculiar to me. And I started walking up closer to it, and I look at this branch, and it's broken. So the branch comes out straight, and then it's just straight, like, dangling down. Um, and uh, I look closer. I look closer at it, and it hadn't been snapped. This branch was probably five centimeters, maybe thick. It wasn't, you know, it was it was a little bit bigger than kindling, so a little bit bigger than a size for kindling you'd use. And it was th- it was thick. It had girth to it. This thing had it looked like it had been wrung out like a rag. Like it was twisted. It was not snapped off it was not anything like that it was straight twisted and it was aimed right going down the game trail to the left of the uh uh uh, 11 o'clock tree so it was pretty weird and looking on a map that 11 o'clock tree and all the rest of those i'm sure uh, converge into one that goes straight to the uh to the watershed yeah they mention acute angles, upside down check marks, and twist stops in in yep. I know Sasquatch's books, Field Guide to Bigfoot Stick Structures. Man, there's a whole language in the forest, and you know some people aren't big on the stick structures, but dude, they use them as markings, just like we use street signs. There is a whole language in the forest that you know maybe we could be in tune with, but just think the Sasquatch, they they could see thermal, you know, they could see heat. They could see the ley lines of the earth. They could see, they know where the water leads, you know. They they just are all one. And I think if we can channel our, our ancient being, we could we could sense into that too. But actual physical signs like that, yeah, man, that I think it's something. But continue on, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was something. I instantly turned on my recorder. I was making a podcast episode out of it, and to, you know, to document my findings. And I'm all like scramble brained. I'm not talking straight because I'm so excited about my findings. Because it was out of the normal, man. It was Death. my my buddy. Uh, I had my buddy there, so it wasn't just me doing a f- in, uh, conducting field investigation research. Um, I had him take a branch right next to it, which was almost the exact size, and try to twist it and break it off, and he couldn't do it. He's my my size i'm i'm like 240 230 240 uh almost six foot i'm a big dude i'm a big dude and if i couldn't do it and my buddy couldn't do it i highly doubt any other human being is doing that um if the possibility is there yeah of course i'm not saying is it wasn't a human being that did it it's not what i'm saying i'm saying is the possibility of it being a human being is slim to none it's in a Uh, sense too so you have to connect the dots yes and uh and yeah yes that's exactly it it was in a hot spot it was a it was a verified hot spot by uh two at least two like quote-unquote professional investigation teams and an investigator which cliff eric lincoln's is pretty much a professional investigator as professional as you can get in the subject but he's the top of the top other than natives that have been living yes. beside these creatures and, you know, old farmers that have been, you know, uh, feeding these creatures just like uh, 50 yeah. years with Bigfoot that Mary Green wrote. It's about a, a native man that ended up pretty much adopting a, a Bigfoot named Fox and, you know, yeah. then ended up uh, 
getting, you know, raising a family and it, it's crazy. But 50 years of Bigfoot, it's a, there's an audio book of it on, uh, on YouTube. And I don't even know how long it is, but I, I one, one Saturday, I just listened through it all day long and then watched college, <laughs> I watched college football on mute and then just listened to the audio book. And it was special. It was awesome. Nice. But yeah, so we found the stick, the stick break, I keep calling it, um, and uh, we did. We conducted these field investigations, and I checked around the area for you know more stick, stick str- or stick breaks, so that you know the possibility of recreating maybe it was nature somehow, some way. Um, and I we checked around for a couple minutes. I didn't find anything, um, so I took the piece of evidence. I broke it off the tree, put it in a Ziploc bag, zipped up the Ziploc bag, and went back to, and we headed back to camp. Um, we had intention of, I had, I had said it out loud, intention of going back there at nightfall with our camping chairs and sitting out in that, in that intersection. And, uh, you know, anyways, yeah, so that's, that's what we had planned. So we go back to, we, had, we go back to camp and I, you know, we get the fire going we start hanging out. I put on uh, some Sasquatch Chronicles and a whole bunch of other, um, some of uh, Tony Merkel's The Confessionals podcast, um, Sasquatch Encounters. Um, you know, just listening, showing them what it was about, all that stuff. And uh, the uh, it's it gets right around, it starts, it starts getting right around dark. And this the whole entire time, there's just like an ominous presence on the camp. Like, not enough to really disturb either me or me or my buddy Matt, but enough for me to pick up on it. Like there was, there is a weird energy going on in there, and we were like probably 200 yards away from, not even 200 yards away from power lines. Um, so I've heard, oh, it was just it was just electricity messing with your senses and stuff. But every time I've been there, which was like three or four times, I've that's I've never felt that before ever. Um, I've I, I've I, I have I can, I can familiarize and recognize um, the feeling of like that electric presence and there's a big difference man there's a big difference it's not an ominous feeling it's not at all it's a very it's just more of a weird feeling anyways um, power lines are known highways for cryptic creatures too so yes. you were running alongside right where they're going man yeah that, that's Though that people at least thought enough to say it, it, that's the power lines, the electrical feeling, you know, that's that's impressive for those people to even say, like, you know, naysayers are usually so shallow that they're, they, I don't know, I would expect something even less than that, you know, but I know what you mean. There's a difference between electricity and an ominous presence that's yes. bigger than anything. That could just control the whole atmosphere. It could make it rain if it wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that whole acre, man. Yeah. Or she. That's queen that, of the ex- exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we're sitting around camp, and uh, um, my buddy wanted me. I had I had brought my, 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 my slugger, my Louisville slugger bat, you know, do some tree knocks and stuff. So, yeah. uh, my, so my buddy wanted to do some tree knocks. So we ended up, I, you know, got up, did a couple of tree knocks. Um, I didn't hear, you know, wait, you know, waited around, didn't hear anything. Did another tree knock. 
laid around, didn't hear anything, and went back to the chair, sat down, pushed play on the on the podcast, but turned it down, way down, because just in case. And uh, me and my buddy are sitting at camp, and it was probably less than a minute after I sat down after doing my last wood knock, and off to the distant right, like a long ways away, you hear this, like, uh, yeah, dude, it was, me and my buddy just looked at each other, and we're like, what was that? It drawn out pretty much, pretty well, long and drawn out, too? Yeah, 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 I did it no justice, man, um, and it wasn't loud, but it was audible, like, it oh. was audible, it was, and it, and it was more like a, it swoop. it was a, it was a Bigfoot call, man, it was like a, ooh, I'm not doing it right. I can't recreate it. I but yeah, our, our diaphragms don't expand that long, man. Like we, you know, the Ohio sounds and then uh, the Sierra mm-hmm. sound. Those have been researched and uh, investigated and broken down professionally and you know yeah. analyzed by the top top executives in the world. You know, and they've proven they're authentic sounds, and then human beings can't recreate the sound. So some some type of human hybrid is out there with a language and they could they could learn our language too man because you know in in that tennessee book they he taught fox words and then fox taught them words and uh, i'm not sure if i sent you it but there's sheets of paper that they've actually broke down and they have like the translation between the bigfoot language what it what it breaks down to so fox taught the humans the bigfoot language and there's lots of stories of like the military working beside of Bigfoot and then like in some ways positive, you know, uh, them hunting down Bigfoot after like uh, natural disasters and helping them. But then them also having an army of their own Bigfoot and then hunting down ones out there that are hiding. So it's, it's kind of scary. So even, even there's a, a world for Bigfoot. They're hiding from humans and then they're hiding from bad Bigfoot under control of humans. And it sounds like a sci-fi movie, but man, it's just two steps away from, you know, our back porch for real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so we, we heard this howl and uh, we're just like, you know, we look at each other. We're like, what the, what the crap was that dude? You know, well, I knew what it was, but my buddy was saying that. Um, <laughs> And, uh, I just, you know, got the smirk on my face and just kind of set back and like, you know, just just hang out. We'll just see what happens. So we, you know, just kept going about about our thing. And it was probably, I don't know, I'm guessing about half hour, 45 minutes later. Um, I'm a big zoner when there's a fire going when I'm camping. More times than not, there's a fire going. I'm in front of it just staring at it. Hey, um, I'm with you. Yeah, um, and I tend to I tend to stare through the fire um, instead of I don't I don't know why, but um, through uh, through the flames, I can barely you know because there's flames in my way I can barely make out like the grass there's a grass the grass outline, which was probably twenty yards in front of the fire pit, twenty five yards in front of the fire pit maybe, um, and. Uh, and the grass is probably about four foot tall, I'm guessing, right around there. It was about my waist high, height, a little bit taller than my waist. And uh, uh, I can tell you when I used the restroom in there the next morning and I crouched down in the grass, I completely disappeared. So <laughs> it was tall. Yeah, um, it was definitely tall. 
so uh, I'm sitting there staring in the fire, and in the grass, probably about three, three, three feet off the ground, four feet off the ground, I see two, like, bright red, orange light, uh, like lights, like eyes, like they're, like, unlike anything I've ever seen. It wasn't like an LED light. It wasn't a flashlight status. It was like a, uh, like an illumination. Like it was weird, man. And it, it it wasn't like like the globes like people um, claim to see, which I or the orbs which uh, people claim to see, which I've seen something similar to that. But uh, um, it was it looked like eyes, creepy beady eyes, like super creepy eyes. I have a picture with some orbs right there, and they're like as big as the windows, you know. Yeah. And it's cool and. They surround us, you know, but yeah, definitely. They, you know, what you saw were eyeballs, not orbs the size yeah. of, you know, orbs no, the, and eyeballs. Orbs and eyeballs or- are two things, and you saw eyeballs. Getting off subject for a second, the orbs that I saw were like neon green, yellow, like orangish. It was cr- it was weird. And it, it was, it was Tracy, it was following my car as I was coming out off of the uh, mountain that I had my sighting on. Um, it was not that day. It was a different day, but yeah, and it was just at dark. And I was on the phone with my mom at the time. Wow. So the, the way the mountain works is you get up to a certain point and you have full bars, and then once you get past that point, you, you just you drop all service. So I was down in the part where I had bars, and I was letting my mom know that I was headed back into into town from the forest because I'm a good little boy, and uh, <coughs> I, hey, and you're I, just following. David Politi's missing 401 protocol. Hey, man. Be safe. Tell someone where you're at, where you're going to be, you know? I'm a wilderness survival fiend. So that was drilled into my head even before I even knew about Dave. But, yeah, so I'm headed out of the wood, and I'm on the phone with my mom. And uh, the road kind of goes veers to the left, goes goes straight down, and all at about a 45-degree angle, and then veers to the right. So right before I'm getting to the right-hand turn, almost a hairpin turn style. I see this blue, like this ball, not blue, this ball streak like through the trees, like, and it's like pacing my car. It's not, I wouldn't say it was like following or chasing, but it was like there. And I'm like on my on the phone with my mom. I'm like, holy crap. I just saw that. I just saw an, an orb. She's like, what? No, no, you did. She's, you know, and she's like skeptic brain instantly. And uh, I know what I saw, man. But anyways, sorry, getting back on, getting back on there's track. A, there's a connection between Bigfoot and orbs, 100. percent I believe you that. know they, manip- they manipulate the whole area. You know they can. There, there's been a lot of missing 401 cases that people have seen lights in the sky or lights in the middle of the woods. Like they think they've they've seen headlights when they're lost, and then the dad will go over to the lights. And then the kid gets taken, you know. So we need to be safe with these lights too, because they can manipulate these things to uh, manipulate us. You Dude, know? there's it's, some it's crazy. Cool. There's some crazy stuff in the woods. What? Uh, what was? Uh, yeah, Wes Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles told a story on his pack a podcast once. Uh, him and his him and his brother, I think it was his brother Woody, were hunting. They're out hunting. I think they, I think it was on like Yakult Mountain area in Washington State. They were hunting, and they're following this cat trail deep, deep, deep in the woods. There's not, there's no roads. There's no, not anything. And he's, and he claims he heard what he swore 
was a train out in the middle of nowhere. And it was getting, or was it a train or horses? One of the two, I can't remember. It was something extremely loud and extremely, like, impactful coming to him and getting, like, louder and louder and louder. And then the sound, as he's, like, walking towards it, trying to figure out what it is, the sound just disappears. It's just into thin air. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, it's super weird. There's a legend of horse and buggies approaching people here. And then uh, there's been multiple. The horse and buggy will just disappear. Like, the noise will just disappear. And then another one, like in the 80s, this group was uh, drinking and smoking out there. And the horse buggy comes up to them, and they couldn't believe it. Like, physically came up to them. And they're like, oh, my gosh. And it's so wild because oh. they told me that story. And then I did my own research and then heard other stories that match up with it. And it's crazy. There are strange things in the woods, man. Yeah. A hundred million percent. But, uh, so I'm sitting at camp going back to my Bigfoot story. So I'm sitting at camp and, uh, I'm looking, staring at the fire and I see these two and they see these two eyes and I, it, it startles me instantly. I look over to my buddy. I'm like, Matt, you see that? And of course he didn't see it. And the second I said some, or the second I looked back to see if he's like, looking at you know uh they they were gone there was no noise there was nothing uh with it but that was it um and i was just kind of like creeped out <laughs> like but uh, like- i had but i had my buddy with me and i had all my my guns and shit so uh yeah but anyways i uh so i'm uh we're sitting at camp we get you know we make our dinner roast our hot dogs do whatever we're doing can't remember exactly and uh, we decided to call it a night. It's getting late. So, you know, we put the fire out. I'm, I'm super weird about fires. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, anyone who catches my, my forest on fire needs to be imprisoned. Um, so gorgeous out here. Always put your fires out, people. Anyways, uh, so I'm due, due, due diligence on the fire. Put it out. Go to bed. Um go to my car, me and my buddy, uh, I was in the front seat, my buddy was sprawled out in the back seat, and we're trying to call tonight, and it was just so uncomfortable, man. I had my tent set up still, which was right behind my car, and, uh, <clears throat> and but no air mattress, so I was like, dude, I, let's just go, like, I'm going to the tent, like, I, I'm, I'd rather be sprawled out on the hard ground than cooped up in all these weird positions, so we go to the tent, and uh, it, it's dark out. It's pitch dark out. I mean, it's Mountain National Forest away from any city lights, um, and we're surrounded by thick wood. So uh, uh, we get to the tent, and we open up the door, get it all settled. Zip. I zip up the door and lay down, and I just you know start uh, going to sleep, and like in between that time where I'm just falling asleep to the time or where I'm awake, you know, your mind starts racing. Um, uh, as just before you're about to enter into your sleep mode, you start thinking about all these random things. I I do at least. Um, I was right there when I was shook out of that state by what I only describe as like feeling and hearing, but mainly feeling what sounded like like four or five like 50 pound bowling balls being dropped from like 15 feet up off the ground like it was like like if an elephant was walking through bro it was like boom 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 and 
and it was, and no, and it wasn't even in that pattern. It was like a doom 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 doom. It was like, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it, man. And instantly, I like, like I become aware of my surroundings. My adrenaline spiked at this point, and my eyes are wide open until I realized what I had re- like heard and felt, and so I squeeze them shut real quick because I don't want to see anything. <laughs> um, at, um, I'm 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 a big baby when it comes to being sit- in situations like that, so I'm not a very good investigator, but I try I my best. Bravest man, once once you're put against the alpha that can manipulate the air around you and the air inside your lungs, you know. Yeah. Yeah, yes. no, no one, no one plays a match. You know, I'm, I'm stunned. David beat Goliath. Yes, <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Jack somehow slayed the the giants. You know, like yep. props to David and Jack. Like, oh, those the homies. <laughs> those the homies. Those the homies. <laughs> but so I'm laying there in the tent, and I get woken up to these vibrations. And I'm like, I, my, I clench my eyes shut from, from being afraid. And uh, all of a sudden, I start hearing, like, footsteps. And they sound like they're, like, three to five feet away from my tent on my side. So the way um, I had gone on Amazon last year, I think, and being uh, a lazy American, bought one of those four, four-person pop-up tents from Amazon – and so I had my pop-up tent set up. It was pretty wide. There was uh, me on the left. If you're facing into the tent, I was on the left-hand side. And my buddy Matt was on the far right-hand side. So there was probably about three-foot gap between us, five-foot gap. And on my side, I'm hearing footsteps. I'm awake. And I don't know if my buddy's awake or not. He, I, I can't. He's uh, kind of a snorer at times. So I'm not hearing him snore. But he could be in that light sleep mode i don't know if he's awake or not so i am sitting here hearing footsteps on on the outside and they're kind of shuffling around sounds like they're going like pacing back and forth and like going into the brush coming back out and then around like the front side of the tent at our you know the front front of our of our heads uh the front of the tent not our heads our heads were probably like three to eight feet away from the front of the tent, I start hearing more footsteps. And pretty soon they're on Matt's side of the tent. So they're all so there was multiple whatever footprints or footprints, footsteps going on around the tent. And I'm like starting to freak out at this point because I'm either thinking, A, it's Sasquatch and Politis and all these other horror movie being dr- the tent being drugged off starts flashing through my brain, and then second off, I don't know if it's people, like right. I, like Trying. we're yeah, I we're not or that the, long, or the police, you know, wondering what you're doing or something. Yeah, it, anything, you know, and uh, I just couldn't see, which was another reason why I was so freaked out. If there was a window in my tent, I was able to see. Uh, I don't know if I would actually, but uh, I would probably feel safer. <laughs> uh, although being able to see out my tent during that, I don't know how I'd feel about that. But anyways, um, <laughs> uh, so I am I waiting there. Just put, try to be as quiet as possible. Play it cool. 
try to move as little as possible, but try to try to figure it out. Well, know? that's that's exactly what I did too, and not necessarily on my own voluntary will. I just kind of froze stiff because um, <laughs> uh, I was there was something outside the tent, dude. For a fact, there was something outside the tent. So, um, I, I, nice, nice little. He so, was outside. No, you're good. I, uh, so I'm sitting, I'm laying there hearing these footsteps and all of a sudden I start hearing the tip start to flap almost like there's wind hitting it. Like it's a light wind and the, the tent walls are just lightly flapping. Um, there was no wind or anything. It was a nice summer day when we were there. It was nice summer day. Um, we weren't in any elevation or anything. Um, and there was no, you you know, you could hear the trees blowing or any, or, uh, feel it in that thin summer tent wall. If, uh, cause it had a breezeway. If the wind was going, there was no wind. And so I'm like, Hmm, that's weird, but it's gotta be a, like a wind hitting the upper part of the tent. Cause I mean, it sounded like wind hitting the tent. And uh, as soon as I start thinking this, I start sensing the tent wall start coming in on me. And when I say sensing, I mean you can almost feel like something breaking your bubble, like something entering your bubble, like almost like someone's too close to you. And uh, and I'm like, my heart starts racing, and it starts. I can feel it getting closer, and it starts getting closer. My heart's racing faster and faster and faster. And it's probably a centimeter away from my skin. Hey, guys. I just want to let you know, at the end of this episode, I put a bonus song from Bigfoot Anonymous. So make sure you stay to the very end to check that out.
And welcome to the show, everybody. This is Bigfoot in the Citizen Scientist Podcast. I'm your host, Tyler, and I want to thank you for being here. If you've had an encounter or a story you'd like to share with me, email me at sciencemeetsbigfoot at gmail.com. Or if you're listening on anchor.fm, feel free to hit that message button to send me a voice message. I can play them on future episodes or just listen. Either way works for me. Just get at me. Today, we have a very special guest on the line. My very first ever interview, and I'm extremely excited about this. Uh, please welcome Mr. Connor Flynn, a.k.a. Bigfoot Anonymous. Hey, hey. Uh, honored to be here, man. Uh, we've been chatting up for a while now, and uh, we're definitely cut from the same cloth, so it's just been meant to be. And I can't wait till uh, in the next few months, uh, making my way out west and, you know, uh, seeing your grounds and checking out um, your, your forest and, and the museum out there. There's just a lot to see. Uh, in your neck of the woods, and I'm so excited for the future. Yeah, man, absolutely. I can't wait to get out of here. So, uh, tell, uh, I know you have a book coming, or you it's out, or pre pre-orders out at least. Tell us a little bit about the book you have out. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, it's it's a big time for me right now. I'm uh, it's it's really important. It's an important time. It's I'm 28 years old. I just survived the 27 Club uh, this year, so it was a <laughs> Challenge, you know, and uh, I've been a writer all my life, and since 2000, even in my journal at, at eight years old, I uh, wrote that I wanted to be a writer. So I'm staying true to myself with this, and um, to get over the hump of finally getting it published and actually printed and out is so cool because I did the hard part was writing it, you know, and mm-hmm. like researching it. And, um, the publishing part should be the easy part, but that's like the X's and the O's, but I had to do most of it myself and that's that's cool because I rather it be DIY, you know, from the basement, you know, not many basements in Florida, but I'll make one with this, you know. Uh it's called Erie Swamps Road Trip to Eden. And I I got that all a little mixed up because Erie and Eden it all it all comes together. Yeah. It's all the word, you know. And uh it it really documents my journey from Lake Erie, Cleveland, Ohio, where I'm from, down to the Panhandle and Florida swamps, too. And I lived out of my car and researched a lot of uh, haunted castles and prisons and scary creatures. Uh, and that paranormal stuff has found me. And I'm staying true to my family roots because my uh, great aunt, out in Limerick, Ireland, she saw a banshee when she was younger. She saw this old lady in a village of people. She knew everybody and combing her hair in front of her neighbor's house. And then the next day, the neighbor died and uh, she swore it was a banshee. And we've always heard that in our family tree. And so I'm staying true to myself. And then my uncles and grandfather and my dad, who's big on travel, and my mom who grew up on a farm and loves fishing. It's just I'm telling our story and my story, my story is about me, but it's a story about you too, because it's about consciousness and humanity and, you know, the underdog mm-hmm. and the outcast and the outlaw. It's uh, it's really pushes the boundaries of thinking and it's more of an experience. And I try to put you in my shoes and really uh, transcend you as a human being and try to let you uh, see like the golden gate 
above, you know, because it's a dark time in this world and it's so important to find our own light and, you know, power and vibrations come together and, you know, conversations like this propel us so far. And I just hope uh, my book can be something to propel people um, just to think there's more out there, maybe bring awareness to stuff that they never encountered. And it's a part of a series and that's called history rewinds. And it's like history repeats, but I'm really, and uh, just the way, you know, cinema and the world is like one movie, you know, and we're living in the movie and movies are based on real life. And it's really big on consciousness and psychedelics. And they all blend together when, you know, Stanley Kubrick filmed the moon landings and people believe the moon landing is real. So when I say a movie's, you know, real, who, who's, who's right, who's wrong? I say there's no right and wrong, but there's more to everything. And we need to peek through the blinds and break down the barriers and kick through the walls, you know? And that's what my book's about, man. My second book, Big Brother Bigfoot, that really, uh, is my baby you know that talks about all the bigfoot hominid type creatures humanoids translucent skin rake skin crawlers skin walkers wendigo the gill man the creature from the black lagoon the susquehanna seal which is uh, comparable to the australian bunny yip it's like a beaver type man I don't know, man. There's a lot of strange things out there. Thunderbirds in the sky, UFOs flying above, and people want to walk around like everything's normal. Come on, man. We All of us conspiracy theories, we called 2020. We knew something was coming. We knew they were going to throw the election. We knew, man. We knew. But no. You know, they don't want to listen. So I had to I had to break through. You know, I'm an outlaw. I'm an outcast. I lived out of my car. I had to join society back again and give them this book, you know, just to remember me by. And it's a big weight off my shoulder. Get this book out there. Get my three books. I got my fourth book coming. You know, I got a whole novel and a poetry book coming too. Get them all out there so I can walk free. You know, I got a lot of baggage and information that I got stocked up that I want to just spit out at the world. And it's like, whew, you know, I got to get this out there just because uh, for for me, you know, it's heavy on me. And then, two, I want to spread the word. I want to spread the love. And, uh, you know, the lockdowns might be coming and I uh, that, that might be my job. I might be a full time author, you know, so I'm going to test it uh, this next week. I got a couple of days off of work. I'm going to just try to go hard as I can, you know, posting my book on fantasy uh, forums and yeah. you know, chat rooms. I'm going back to the AOL days, the hustling days. You know, when I was a rapper, I was going door to door selling mixtapes, you know, in the cold, in the snow, you know, getting beat up, robbed, you know, uh, at the basketball games, bringing my backpack full of mixtapes, getting laughed at. But, dude, I spread the word, spread the word. I always just oh. been myself. And, you know, a book is kind of, it's been nothing for me, man. I, I wrote a, a thousand, two thousand songs. You know, I've written movies. I, I've ri written so many poems and scripts and everything. I'm a writer all the time, you know, but finally it's some notoriety. And that's nice on like a humanity level, you know, because I could be this outlaw alien all I want. But, you know, I want to make my parents proud still. And 
um, if, if they could see everything I was doing, I think they'd be somewhat proud. They'd probably be freaked out as well, just because uh, <laughs> so I'm really into the giants and the, the creatures uh, from the dark. And some of them are evil, man. You know, there's a lot of dogman stuff going on that uh, they're, they're vanishing and they're raising the top of the uh, treetops. You know, I interviewed a guy firsthand the other day and, yeah, he said it started off, you know, like eight to ten feet <coughs> taller than a telephone pole. And, you know, on, on one hand, that's hard to believe. But two, it's like, dude, if this thing's already existing, werewolves, then who knows? It might be able to fly into the sky and turn into a bat or something. You know, he said it just vanished into a dot. But I heard people saw stuff that same night. And one guy quit from the repair shop. And then another guy saw a giant crab in the trees that night. Yep. Who the heck knows, you know? But down that street, I was getting my car worked on one time, and I found a cool fossil, and it was, like, the size of my hand. It was, like, a oh. leaf. And I, I need to get a picture of it because now that it has stories, maybe, you know, it's the size of an egg. Maybe it's an egg of the werewolf. No, I, you know, I don't know. I'm just being fun. But uh, Strange is definitely uh, closer than we think. And sometimes it knocks at your door. Sometimes it calls you, you know? I, I was a hip-hop rapper you know so i gained a lot of enemies for some reason growing up so i would get death threats on my phone uh, late at night and then sometimes it would just be nobody so that that you know goes in my head i'm like phantom callers and just scary scary things and uh we had a lot of legends of samara and the girl from the ring and a lot of stuff going on and then the witch's ball and crybaby bridge were right around the corner growing up and then this legend called white shoes it was this little girl uh, she was right behind this fence, and it was right by a basketball court and uh, just like a playground area. And all you could see was her white shoes because there was an AA place, Alcohol Anonymous place, on the other side of the fence. And the legend is that she uh, passed away, of course, in a drunk driving accident. But her dad used to go to the AA meetings and uh, speak there, and she he'd have to keep an eye on his daughter so she could only go past. She couldn't go past the fence. You know, she always wanted to play with us but she never could. And uh, it was always a wild story. And uh, that's in my book. So I'm uh, really fun. It's really fun to talk about that and like bring light to it. And it's, it's really ceremonial, you know, and ha, it's bigger than me though. Like I, I wanted to be in like every library and every school, but I, I just wanted to be, I want the book to do it. You know, I just want to fade away and be me, you know, and that's what's really important to me is just getting my message out there and then putting it out to the world and then going on to the next one. You know, I'm already I'm already working on the next thing. You know, I'm uh, going to do a couple Bigfoot documentaries. I did a, a short yeah. film with a guy from FSU recently um, that I played like a Nimrod hunter and glasses <laughs> during it. So I'm and it was hilarious. He showed me it the other day, and his class loved it. His teacher thought it was genius. And a lot of stuff we came up with on the spot. Like, uh, we put in my EMF reader in the dousing rods, and, like, we worked that into the script. And the teacher's like, that was genius. And I'm like, heck, yeah, you know, but we just improvised it. And uh, he's he's really interested in monsters and stuff. So uh, me and him are going to make a movie. And then this other guy, uh, his name's Jack. He also goes to FSU. He made uh, a doc like where I had my uh, Bigfoot cast here at work and uh, I was talking to some guys and this guy comes in and uh, 
I'm like, oh, yeah, I'm in a short film. I'm going to be filming tomorrow, actually. He's like, oh, wow, I, I make movies. And I'm like, yeah, I'm really into Bigfoot. And uh, he's like, I made a Bigfoot documentary. And he actually made a documentary about the people, um, the family that had a bunch of encounters, the Bridges family um, down in, here in South Florida, that they they had so many dogman and paranormal en encounters. And then, you know, he linked me, he linked me up with them. So now... Uh, they they we're all going to make a Bigfoot documentary here soon. And I'm super excited because like me and my buddy, Dylan, he he's an incredible filmmaker, too. You know, the short film, the first short film guy. But, you know, like the, me and him are just on a friend level. This other guy is like, you know, he's more friends now, but he's doing his own thing with Bigfoot, you know, and I'm excited to like co-join that, you know, and it's going to be too insane projects totally different from each other and you know me i'm just gonna be rambling on and trying to find everything i can and hopefully i can you know i'll bring my uh my buddy who uh has the giant phones you know and that will be uh revolutionary and there's just so much out there you know i've had foot, foot footprints and we see uh structures in the woods all the time you know x marks the spark our arches and then there's there's teepees that are 50 feet tall that they'll mm -hmm. kill a certain amount of trees or trees will be dead and they'll put them in a teepee against one living tree and these figures are you know not figures but these things they create are 80 feet tall up in the air and it, it's just the possibilities are endless and there's a language in the forest that many humans don't really pick up on yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely, man. I, I, have to, uh, I have to ask you. I have to go back real quick to the giant crab in the tree. Is yeah. that like a crab squatch? Yeah, man. I really, uh, it's, it was a dog man that the guy witnessed. He, him and his friend were uh, walking. He, the guy I spoke to, Cody, was walking his buddy home. And they saw a dog man type Bigfoot uh, right create get bigger and taller than the trees and then vanish into a dot then my buddy ronnie who has the, the bigfoot bone he mm -hmm. lives right in the same area he saw yeah a giant crab in the trees in the woods in that same area and i don't know it's pretty crazy we were talking about today and it's like was it a shape-shifting thing was it like an alien ship and that's all his mind could pick up was a freaking yeah. crab but then um i i uploaded that that interview on YouTube and it's actually been blowing up. I got like 900 views in a couple days and it's a lot Dang. of positive. A lot of people are like hating on it too. Not a lot, but a handful of people. And they're like, Oh, how much should you pay this guy? Uh, you're, you're leading him on saying stuff. I'm like, no, no, no. This guy has been saying this story for long before I ever even lived in Florida for one. And then two, I showed up at a gas station and recognized the guy from Ronnie telling me a story about him. And then I put a camera in his face, you know, two minutes later, which, you know, he was cool with, but it's still a lot of pressure. And he didn't remember every single detail. You know, he's like still trying to imagine himself and I'm, I'm trying to remind him of what I know. So it's like two minds coming together, you know, and people want to throw shade, but a lot of people are like, wow, you know, the possibilities are endless because you know, I look at Dogman like he's like a physical creature. And yeah, he might be able to transform from man to wolf in ways, but jumping and vanishing into a dot in the sky is pretty far-fetched. But who's to say anything? Because I'm big on protons and electrons. They can become 
particle or waveform. And most of the time we're particle because we're solid. But we in real transcendent times and when we can be our true selves and activate our pineal gland and the DMT inside us and everything that's inside of our soul, the 21 grams, then we can become waveform and we can vanish just like how the Bigfoot say, oh, they evaporated in the midair, you know, and, and they uh, blend in with their backgrounds. Well, their skin and their hair has some translucent see-through abilities that it does camouflage with their background so even if you do take a perfect picture of them somehow some way it's going to place some kind of manipulation on your eyes and camera and everything so no wonder they can blend into the background of of the forest you know i have tons of tons of pictures that you can see like little faces and it's like oh it, were they you know i felt like uh, something was there but is it is it a pareidolia or however they call it when you're just seeing faces too? You right. know, and these words and these meanings and they throw them out like the Mandela effect. You know, is it Bernstein bears or Bernstein bears? I don't know. But <laughs> continuing on my path. And uh, Big Brother Bigfoot has some cool uh, little snippets of like 15 uh, Bigfoot type creatures that have, you know, investigated. And then it has, you know, pictures of scat of tree bends, of footprints, of giant bone. It, it's a lot of cool, I'd say, evidence, you know? I'm big on, you know, I've narrated over 200 of these newspaper articles that talk about giant excavations. I've narrated mm -hmm. over 500 anonymous people's Bigfoot encounters, you know, from all over the world, all over the map, and from different times, different decades. And it, it's awesome to just see what else is out there and how many stories are really out there because everybody's like oh there's no pictures well go on squatch me now go on mvtv there's new footage and there's new pictures every single day there's new footprints you know go to the museum and boring right by you you know there are so many casts and they find they find so much man yeah dude i need i need to buy one of those hoodies i'll uh oh, dude honestly i have a couple of them i'll just send you one Oh, dude, I would super appreciate that. I'll, I'll yeah. send you whatever I have here, you know? What what size do you wear? Uh, large or extra large? I could definitely fit I into got, I got an extra large. <laughs> That'd be perfect, man. That'd be so cool. Oh, my yeah, gosh. For sure. For sure. I will, I, I will do uh, interviews in it and uh, do it in the documentary. That would be cool because, you know, I'm an Eastern boy, you know? So, repping the Western would be dope. And I'm just saying. Time uh, out west, but not in Oregon or Washington. So that's a okay. bucket for me, man. And I'm I'm really excited to uh, make my way out there because, like I said, I've 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 went across. I went to L.A. and back in a car, you know, documenting and exploring ghost towns and cryptids and Bigfoot and monsters and crazy people and punk bands and haunted yeah. venues, you know. So just for me to to reach some more land, you know, in, in America, you know, part of me is like, Oh man, I, I saw it all in America, but heck no, dude, I haven't. I need to see more. And I'm, I'm, so, I'm, just, I'm so excited, man. Dude, there's a lot to be seen up here. Uh, you being in Florida, I'll probably send you a t-shirt. I'll probably be feel a little bit better to wear around. <laughs> hey, I'm in, I'm in the though, it gets chilly. It is. It's been okay. chilly right now. I'm in sweatpants and uh, and I'm a freeze baby. I'm from Ohio, you know, and that should make me tough 
to the cold because I like survive blizzards, you know. Yeah. But your body changes and different air is different to your body because it's like thicker in some places. Just like heat is like dense, you know. And uh, it's it's really crazy, and it just shows that air is just vibrations in the air too. And like you know, I I went through Hurricane Michael and Hurricane Irma and Hurricane Sally and uh, firsthand, and they were really intense and flooding and thrashing and, you know, trouble sleeping the next few days and parents crying and sisters crying and cats, cats, you know, changing forever, you know, and it, it's, yeah. it's crazy. And it just shows that everything is one. So we have to take care of this planet, but we can't fall into the traps that these politicians and these celebrities are, are throwing out there we need to be real you know and it starts with all of us like recycle when you can you know ditch the plastic water bottles and drink out of a yeti or drink out or just keep one bottle like get a canteen i don't know man it starts small start small and go go big you know and it 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 just propels every i'm all about just pushing things forward and, and positivity goes a long way you you say you say, you know, good morning to the right person. They're going to be nice to the right person. Like your small action can bring the sun in the morning. Like we can never sell ourselves short, never underestimate ourselves. And, you know, tough feelings and even Ouija boards have brought storms. So positive feelings have brought sunny days and good vibrations and just beautiful vibes and of the future. You know, those those summer days that we grew up with. They're still ahead of us, too. Yep. I like it. I love it, man. So, yeah, you uh, have had a couple Bigfoot encounters, have you not? Yeah, I have, man, and, and so have you. So it's an awesome bond to yeah. uh, this, you know. it's That's why there's definitely a mutual respect between us, and uh, it goes it goes further than encounters. It's, it's experience, and it's just belief in the other side and the – the knowing of you know the other realm and existence and we're just we're just vibrations you know and energy it's this is just a shell you know what's inside of us is what really matters you know it's kind of like a, i went i went off i'm kind of guilty of it but i went off on a tangent today on social media uh about uh bigfoot uh video review breakdowns so um there's specifically a couple people that really irritated me because uh for me um i take it i take the subject at a scientific level aspect um meaning i put my mind into how a scientist would approach a new subject so that means doing your due diligence of investigations of the whole scenario um i feel like people come to a conclusion too fast because uh, their worldview tells them that they can't be this way or it, or it's impossible for it to be that way. And in reality, the average person saying that has never experienced anything to be which is there to be able to open up their mind. So to me, it's just to, it, it's really hard. I'm trying to battle my words right now. I'm trying to find them perfectly like clearly right now. Uh, what I'm getting at is in order for, like, for instance, the video breakdown, in order for a solid, uh, valid video breakdown to happen, 
one must do their due diligence. They they got to do background research on this on the subjects uh, that made the video. They got to interview the subjects that made the interview. They got to, if possible, go to the to the area, do their measurements. Only then can if you only then after you do your due diligence can you then come to a hypothesis of what it could possibly be. No one, it's like there's too many. There's what I'm getting. At, there's too many closed-minded people out there, man. What I experienced, I know for a fact that this is not the only reality in our world. Our reality is not the only one. There is different rifts in what, however you want to explain it. There's there's things that go on that we cannot see. Uh, only select few and only uh, have the capability of seeing it. And very few select people are decided and selected to be able to see it. Like, for instance, me. And I don't know why, but it's just, it happened. There's, <clears throat> uh, I've never had heard voices in my life before. Or, or had forced thoughts, I should say. And that happened to me. Um, got to a doctor afterwards because I thought I was going crazy. And yeah, uh, if people on my podcast don't know my story by now, shame on you. Um, <laughs> uh, but no, in, in all reality, go back. It's towards the beginning. It's called uh, My Experience, I believe. Something like that. I can't remember. It's been a while. Actually, I can tell you in a second. It's called... Uh, come on, Anchor. Wow. That is crazy, though. Anyways... Yeah, they they have they do have uh these creatures have abilities like infrasound or like telekinesis some people call it you know but I I just think they're masters of vibration and they can sense what we're feeling so somehow they are able to enter our mind and project things and uh, d definitely you most of the time it's a warning to get out but if you're in a position that you can't get out immediately then they they mess with you in other ways and. That is yeah. pretty wild, man, that it uh, it went home with you, you know? I was missing the next page button. It's called How It All Began. That's How what it it's all. called. Yes. Uh, but uh, anyways, getting back to what I was saying, uh, there's uh, – I know what I experienced, man. There's something to it. There's – it's uh, – for people to assume that it's non-existent because they don't believe some video f footage that – has been acquired or for example patty who's that's been verified by professionals uh and then analyzed by professionals and exclaimed that this is not natural um <laughs> this is not natural movements this is not a suit not, so on so not, forth right it's not a suit there is no edits to it that is a living breathing female being you know sasquatch yep. that's a mother you can clearly see her breasts yes and you can see the sun going off her skin and gleaming like only that skin would do you know and that's yep. they, they they asked disney if they could uh make a make a uh costume as good as that and mm -hmm. no you can't recreate an 800 pound creature that flows naturally and there's a, there's a couple breakdowns that i've seen with interesting things that they show um maybe there's a baby 
on her the whole time, like maneuvering. And uh, because there's like a couple times that her body like grows and like her head gets bigger. And that's kind of like the, the other body you would oh. see. Wild, man. And I've seen other videos that they have that. So who's to say that some Bigfoot don't have a pouch like kangaroos? You know, it's it's a natural animal characteristic. Yeah. So yeah. who's to say? But they're, they're 800 pound creatures. You know, that is so wide. That yeah. that small little creature, that little baby, would be able to maneuver, and it's fantastic. I'll try to find that breakdown that shows the the baby in it. Then there's another yeah. one that shows uh, an adult in the background, a man one, like overlooking her. And I know you're somewhat familiar with the you know the M.K. Davis theory oh, yeah. about them, yes. you know, and uh, <laughs> that's a lot, of it, you know, and that really shakes the Bigfoot community because the famous footage, there might be something dark and sinister behind it. And Bobby Short and uh, a lot of other people, they say there's a hidden hidden uh, video and they, you know, they've skinned it and they killed five of them. There's, there's a lot, you know, and then when people are saying, oh, there's no evidence, there's no nothing. There's hundreds of DNA samples that have been taken by Scott Carpenter and his crew. And then, you know, they've recovered bodies from Mount St. Helens and uh, they've captured them like the Ochizi wild man very close by me. Uh, they captured him in the 1800s, brought him to the Chattahoochee mm -hmm. Hospital, kept him there for three years because they thought he was an escaped lunatic. He died and then they buried him um, right, mm -hmm. by, right outside, right by where there's now an abandoned golf course. And it's really sad because I think these creatures last like over hundreds of years, you know, they live hundreds of years because there's been people that live like 260 years in Asia, humans, humans, you know, and there's people that are alive to like 170 now, now on earth right now that are known. And it's just so crazy. So I was thinking, I'm thinking these, these ancient beings of earth, they might live hundreds of years and so sad that they locked them up. They died three years later. Like, yeah, oh, that's such a crime against humanity, man. And, uh, we need we need to be better. And one of my uh, scariest Bigfoot encounters was at the Bellamy Bridge. And that's not far from the uh, Ochizi Pond and also not far from Two Egg, which is a town here in Cleveland, or not Cleveland, town here in Florida. And it's called Two Egg. And uh, it's called the Two Egg Stump Jumper. And it's a type of Bigfoot. And it's kind of like the Vietnam Rock Ape. He's like six foot tall, uh, really thick, you know. Kind of, kind of like a uh, orc or an ogre. Oh, okay. You know, more, more thick than tall, more thick than long. You know, and uh, Bellamy Bridge. We've had a lot of strange encounters out there due to dehydration. And after the hurricane, we got really lost. Our our uh, flashlight ended up acting all funky, and phone ended up dying real quick. A lot of strange stuff is pouring down rain. Uh, we thought we were maybe cursed because I got pulled over on the way home, and then my other buddy got almost got robbed by three people that tried stealing his car, and uh, he ended up having salvage. It was real crazy, real crazy stuff. And uh, but we we went recently, and I had my GoPro, and I got a nice whoop on there, and uh, it's really cool. I'm I'm gonna release that soon, probably the day my book goes live. I'm gonna release that, you know, just so it's fun. Uh, but I, I can send it to you though, you know, because yeah, you know, please keep do. Yeah, so oh, you can hear yeah. it. That'd be, 
That'd be really cool. It's a short clip. It's literally like like nine because I have like a fifteen minute clip, you know, because I had to GoPro run it, and then I cut it down to like fifteen seconds. So yeah. we're literally talking about uh, the swamp thing, and then then we hear hear a crazy noise. We hear the whoop, and it's from far away, and it like stops us in our tracks of conversation. And then my buddy Ronnie, the military vet who located the bone um, down here in Spring Creek, he gives a whoop back. And uh, we got no response. And um, we've been out there with owls before, and there's like hundreds through the night, you know, uh, of hoots and owls making sounds. And this was just one sound. And then about 45 minutes later, uh, right down the bank from us, this tree goes crashing down right by us. Like we heard it just crack. And it was so chilling. And I just had a knife, and, and Ronnie had a gun. Um, a nice, a nice big revolver and it still wasn't enough. And, uh, we scurried out there, um, right after, but I've also had, uh, a couple other like encounters on psychedelic trips. Also when I was, uh, running from the police, well, we thought it was maybe the police. Um, we had lights in the sky. We think it was, we don't, we really don't know what it was, but it was lights in the sky (laughs) to a golf course to uh, fish in their ponds because, you know, they have exotic fish. And we uh, found this way to, like, park in a neighborhood and then cut through the forest and get just into this golf course and no one would know. But then we hear whispers and we hear sounds coming from us. So we start making it back to the woods because we thought it was the police. And then we're like, we see lights and we think it's light, like flashlights, but it it wasn't flashlights. And we still hear sounds and we're, like, running up the, like, there's this huge dirt hill in the woods and we got ran out of the woods by something and or some some multiple somethings and then uh growing up in brunswick uh northeast ohio is a plethora of scary stories like the witch's ball uh crybaby bridge even the franklin castle up in cleveland a lot of wild stuff the river sticks railroad um a railroad crash and now you see a fire a fire train go off the, the tracks once in a while and it's a swampy area like if you just woke up there you'd think you were in louisiana but uh my buddy alex he lived in like sleepy hollow sleepy hollow sleepy hollow neighborhood and of course you know the famous sleepy hollow story you know the headless horseman and uh, my buddy matt actually lived by there too and so i've had a lot of strange occurrences in the woods and we got lost one time with matt and it was like freezing cold and these dogs started chasing us and now i think it might have had something to do with the wolfman because my buddy alex and my buddy jake uh, i had them type up a counter report recently for my book for uh, the letters from family and friends chapter and uh, so we've been, we've had a lot of dialogue and they're like my trippy friends. So we're always like pushing the limits, talking about flat earth and aliens and the moon being a plasma, you know, the moon landing being fake. So we're always, we're always pushing the limits of reality, you know? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're like, oh man, you remember, you know, the wolf man. And so I had to t- t- tell me about their first encounter and they were getting driven home by some firemen from the rec center and they saw like this creature. Uh, across the road and they thought it was a deer so they're looking at it and they noticed it wasn't a deer it was like running on uh two legs you know like prancing across and then it goes on all four and then scales a hill and runs behind this red barn in the hill i've been by it's steep as heck you know and it would take a human minutes and this thing got up in seconds and uh so that was always the legend of sleepy hollow around there so then a couple months later i'm sleeping over right before a golf uh 
tournament, golf league. And the next morning we're going golfing. So we're just hanging out, sipping over and we're playing pool and we get this strange feeling of sweeps over us. And then we turn off the lights and we're look, looking through the blinds, like peeking through and looking in this den down by a creek in his backyard. And then we see this silhouette of like this giant wolf um, lurking at us. And it looked like he put us under a spell or something like it, you know, he was giant and we're, we're kids. We didn't know what we're seeing. And uh, Jake and Alex are freaking out. They knew they knew it because they saw it, you know, in the day or at least in in the twilight. And uh, it was just thrilling. And we we already had the lights off and we dive, dive deep and uh, we're hiding for a while. And we didn't see it again. But the rest of the night was just so scared. And I remember curled up in a ball with like my back against the walkout glass because it's just sliding glass windows, you know, ran to the patio like full body you could see us completely you know and just being so scared that we ended up going upstairs and sleeping in his room you know before the golf that we had to wake up super Whoa. early so it was, it was pretty wild and uh jake and alex are like some psychedelic warriors so we've uh we've done a lot of crazy stuff for like blood moon eclipses and friday the 13th and halloween and jake was over one time and we watched 2001 space Odyssey. Uh, while tripping and it's really like a rite of passage uh, it really takes you to another level and there's ape monkeys you know banging on the monolith you know so all these monoliths <laughs> yeah. that are appearing i'm like dude i've already been there i could tell you where the next one is but it ain't even worth it like dude you know watch 2001 space odyssey awesome stuff and you'll see you'll find some answers trust me but you'll see the answers aren't even worth freaking diving into because it's like, dude, there's more, there's more than monoliths, you know, but it is cool. It's fun. You know, I'm like, Hey, I was a uh, hashtag monolith back in January. Where's the <laughs> But, uh, it's, it's, it's pretty cool. But we were, uh, we were having a journey one night and we're laying in the grass after watching these movies and we're looking at the the moon because it was like the peak hour of the 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 blood moon the harvest moon i'm not sure what year it was but you could we could probably calculate it um but we're laying there and again uh a weird feeling just sweeps over us but we're hanging out with our cat my cats and we hear some scurrying over uh, on the other side of the the shed the piff palace that's what we called it we used to bring all the girls back there and when when the parents didn't know uh, what we were doing in the basement you know and uh it, it was always just a wild time so there's a lot of energy just in that back back area and uh it's 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 so wild but we thought it was the cats that were making the noise and then we noticed that the cats are right next to us and they're like peeking over to us so me and jake we're, we're not in our right mind we get up and we're, we're going to check it out we have a stick and we just get hit inside our chest with like the biggest force just telling us like get back and you know we're in a different state of mind so we just absorb it completely and just literally just like fall back like probably take two steps and just fall backward and just like internally surrender and just go back to the skies and literally didn't even worry about it and now i look back in my right mind i'm like dude how the heck how could i be calm enough to just give up on that and then just you know go back to what i was doing and knowing it will be all right but it was all right and it's just pretty wild because it was right by some fruit trees that lead to a big patch of woods that we've seen a couple strange sightings. Like I used to always peek out my front door or front door and front window. And uh, one time I saw this brown figure that maybe I thought was a deer when I was younger, but don't know what it is now just because my buddy Jake, 
he said he was going down Mark's Road, same patch of woods, and uh, saw saw creatures. So just those woods are full of weird and strange things that it's just like, dude, it's I, I wouldn't even put it past anything, you know? And in, in the same patch of woods, but probably like a couple miles down, uh, after midnight one time, I was working at Family Video, and I'm driving home, and there's this patch that it just cl- it crosses the road for a little bit, and there's a little path. And uh, what I actually learned recently from a, another local author, he said there's a witch's stone over there. So he's uh, talking about witches and stuff, but it was like a gremlin type, like humanoid, uh, kind of like the rake, kind of like Gollum from uh, Lord of the Rings. It, it was you know, a translucent creature, probably like five to six feet tall. And I just saw the last like two steps before he went into the woods. But it was like one of those things that your mind doesn't even believe it because it goes, it goes into like instincts and just protective mode and it protects your soul and protects your, your mindset, you know, and you know, man, it can take you to places that you don't even want to go. And there's dark things in this world and, you know, therapy and the doctors and the hospitals aren't equipped for what's out there, you know, but even priests and stuff, dude, the exorcist is a documentary, man. Stuff is real. Troll hunters are out there. You know, I, I'm a cryptid hunter, not trying to kill them, but there's yeah. people out there that are actually eliminating Bigfoot, you know, and I'm not, I'm not for that. I'm all for freedom. I want them to live and be free and be safe too. Because, you know, if we're, if we're pounding on them, then they're going to keep, you know, pound it back and they're not going to be so nice to us campers outside when we're just trying to, you know, have a good time camping by the fire and fishing for the night. They're going to, they're going to pay their vengeance, you know? And I, I remember you uh, telling me that you've had a quite a close encounter. Uh, Could I, could I hear that now that, now that we can hear, hear great between our audio, man? Yes, absolutely. Um, Yeah. So, I had, I'll just start from the beginning of that. So I had uh, gone to Cliff Berkman's shop in the museum um, and kind of told him about my first encounter, uh, my sighting and all that stuff. Um, at the time when I told him about it, I uh, I wasn't ready to tell anybody about the mind speak thing. Um, and so uh, up until recently, uh, he didn't know about that part, but that's getting away from the subject matter. So anyways, I, uh, I had, um, in 2019, I had gone to Squatch, uh, Squatch Fest in Longview, um, Kelso, Washington and met a research group, uh, called Clackamas, Clackamas Research Group or Clackamas Sasquatch Research Group. And, uh, the, it's, I think it's just two brothers or two friends. No, I think two brothers. And, uh, their investigation area is exactly where I go, exactly where I had my encounter. And uh, I became pretty good friends with them. And so uh, uh, upon um, asking, you know, I'd give them my location. They would give me their location, uh, an old location. Um, and uh, they volunteered the uh, 2018's research area f- to me. So I went there by myself the first time and heard like a grunt and a growl. And some stick breaks off to my left or off to my back behind my right, and uh, it was uh, super creepy feelings going coinciding with it, like almost being watched. Um, and uh, nothing, nothing else happened outside of that. Um, uh, well, I take that back. I 
I don't know for sure, but I swear that I saw uh, something walking away from me um, camp. So there was like tall grass that I could barely see. It was dark out with the campfire going. Um, and it was like a, a long, empty, well, not empty, long, uh, elongated road that went deep. It was like a, a cut access road to uh, to a power line clearing. So, um, so it was like straight through this thick, thick, thick uh, Mount Hood National Forest looking tree, uh, tree lot, pretty much huge. Um, and, uh, and then it widened out a tiny bit, the mouth opened up a little bit, and then it spit you down into, into the clearing. Well, we were camping out where the mouth opened up a little bit. So we were on the side of the road and, uh, um, I, uh, I had gone to I had gone to the spot. It was dark out. I had the campfire going, and right where the road starts dipping down into the power line clearing, there's like taller grass. And it was in this taller grass that I swear I saw like a darker, like a dark shape or dark figure, just like turn, and like and only a glimpse, only caught a glimpse, like one second of it, uh, and and walk away. It could have been my eyes playing tricks on me, but that's it. But yeah, um, and then I went to bed with nothing else happening, and I woke up the next morning with nothing. So then I go home uh, and uh, um, tell my buddy about it, uh, one of my friends who runs his runs a podcast, and uh, he um, he's not a believer or anything, but he wanted to he wanted to go out and he wanted me to take him out investigating to the spot and go check it out. Um, and go see if we can, you know, encounter anything or, or have anything happen or just go camping for the night, for the night, you know, and whatever. So we sure. go there we get there. It's probably about like mid afternoon or so. And we set up camp and, uh, we had plans, um, on sleeping in my tent, but I forgot my, um, uh, inflator for my air mattress. So instead of sleeping on the ground we decided well we'll just sleep in the car whatever so we just went about making camp um it was probably about an hour after we got there um i went down to the clearing because last time i was down in the clearing i swore i saw something popping from out behind the bush so i wanted to go recreate the picture to see if i could find it again which i didn't um and uh (laughs) yeah I'll, uh, I'll have to post that on my Facebook page and send the picture to you too. But uh, yeah, it's pretty interesting. But anyways, um, so I'm down there, you know, re- trying to recreate the the photo. I was down there for probably like three five minutes, and I start heading back up to camp. And my buddy is looking all white in the face. He's got you know his eyes are like he's looking all freaked out. And uh, he's like, "Dude, I was just." sitting around at camp and I got up to relieve myself and I turned around and, you know, his back was facing the, the chair we was uh, sitting. He walked like 15, 10, 15 feet away from the chair to the bush line. He started peeing and uh, all of a sudden all the hair stood up on the on end and he just felt like he was being watched and like he didn't, like he needed to leave. Like he didn't, wasn't uh, welcome there. And uh, he's, He's not one to just feel anything like that, man. Like, it's if he's feeling this, that's legit. Now, here's the thing about it. The 
same feeling that he's feeling at this time is the exact feeling that I had the trip before when I was there by myself. But I didn't tell him about that. So there was no there was no pushing him towards an idea. There was no any any of that. Um, he felt what I felt without any prior knowledge of yeah. It was it was pretty uh, uh awakening for me, um, to say the least. The restroom though, like that aroma is very strong and it's maybe disrespectful on their ground. So yeah, they yeah. were not having any of that. And, well and okay. lurk towards the smell of blood and urine. Yes. Well, and that's the, that's the other thing. So I didn't even think about that until you just said that. So uh, where my where my friend uh, used the restroom, uh, right behind him was like 15, 10, 15 feet was his chair, which was at camp. His chair was probably five feet away from the fire pit, eight feet away from the fire pit. So everything was in, within close proximity. My car, the tent, the campfire, the tool, uh, the, the tools, the cooler, um, and it, it was all probably three to five feet off the off the bush line on that side of the road. On the opposite side of this this dirt logger access road, um, city access or not uh, forestry access road, uh, it continued the same. Just thick, thick, thick trees, um, hard, like hard to see through trees. Um, so uh, behind where our camp was, uh, there was a little game it was a game trail it was it looked like it it was it had been a hiking trail as well but you could clearly make out that it was a game trail um and then it went probably 100 yards in into the bush and uh the game and the game trail was all closed in all grown in um or sorry not grown in all thick on each side so it was like a clear path and thick brush and then there was like two medium-sized trees that the game trail went through and it opened up into a big opening and probably 40 50 feet from where we were standing at the beginning of the opening it was a circle and was two trees like coinciding um one at my like one o'clock and one at my 11 o'clock and in between those two trees was a game trail to the left of the 11 o'clock tree was a game trail to the left of that game trail was a game trail to the left of that game trail was there was eight game trails spanning like that, like to the right through the from the right to the left. So it was like a game trail intersection. And over the game trails between the two trees, eleven o'clock and one o'clock tree, there was two mat like twenty five centimeter maybe give or take uh, um, width um, trees that had been quote unquote fallen. I don't know how they got down there. They weren't rotted out looking at all one one across the game those game trails in between the two trees and then another one a little bit bigger than the, that size over laying on top of the the one the bottom one so there was two logs piled up um they, and they didn't look like they were naturally falling there um and that's not uh like a leading idea of that i had when i got out there it was just it was unnatural looking like it didn't look like uh, windbreak or, or weather any sort of weathering break or anything um, with the possibility of a hu- was it a possibility of a human doing it yeah was the possibility of a sasquatch doing it yeah I don't, you know what I mean but it wasn't it wasn't mother nature is what I'm getting at so the the uh, one o'clock tree had a branch on it that 
was very peculiar to me. And I started walking up closer to it, and I look at this branch, and it's broken. So the branch comes out straight, and then it's just straight, like, dangling down. Um, and uh, I look closer. I look closer at it, and it hadn't been snapped. This branch was probably five centimeters, maybe thick. It wasn't, you know, it was it was a little bit bigger than kindling, so a little bit bigger than a size for kindling you'd use. And it was th- it was thick. It had girth to it. This thing had it looked like it had been wrung out like a rag. Like it was twisted. It was not snapped off it was not anything like that it was straight twisted and it was aimed right going down the game trail to the left of the uh uh uh, 11 o'clock tree so it was pretty weird and looking on a map that 11 o'clock tree and all the rest of those i'm sure uh converge into one that goes straight to the uh to the watershed yeah they mention acute angles, upside down check marks, and twist offs in in yep. I know Sasquatch's books, Field Guide to Bigfoot Stick Structures. Man, there's a whole language in the forest, and you know some people aren't big on the stick structures, but dude, they use them as markings, just like we use street signs. There is yep. a whole language in the forest that you know maybe we could be in tune with, but just think the Sasquatch, they they could see thermal, you know, they could see heat. They could see the ley lines of the earth. They could see, they know where the water leads, you know. They, they just are all one. And I think if we can channel our, our ancient being, we could we could sense into that too. But actual physical signs like that, yeah, man, that I think it's something. But continue on, brother. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, yeah, I thought it was something. And I instantly turned on my recorder. I was making a podcast episode out of it, and to, you know, to document my findings. And I'm all like scramble brained. So I'm not talking straight because I'm so excited about my findings. Because it was out of the normal, man. It was Death. my my buddy. Uh, I had my buddy there, so it wasn't just me doing a in, uh, conducting field investigation research. Um, I had him take a branch right next to it, which was almost the exact size, and try to twist it and break it off, and he couldn't do it. He's my my size i'm i'm like 240 230 uh almost six foot i'm a big dude i'm a big dude and if i couldn't do it and my buddy couldn't do it i highly doubt any other human being is doing that um if the possibility is there yeah of course i'm not saying is it wasn't a human being that did it it's not what i'm saying i'm saying is the possibility of it being a human being is slim to none it's in a sense Uh, Spot too, so you have to connect the dots. You know? Yes, and uh, and yeah, yes, that's exactly it. It was in a hot spot. It was a it was a verified hot spot by t- uh, two at least two like quote unquote professional investigation teams and an investigator, which Cliff Berkman can is pretty much a professional investigator, as professional right. as you can get in this subject. But it's the pinnacle. He's the top of the top. Other than natives that have been living yes. beside these creatures, and you know, old farmers that have been, you know, uh, feeding these creatures, just like uh, fifty yeah. years with Bigfoot that Mary Green wrote. It's about a, a native man that ended up pretty much adopting a, a Bigfoot named Fox, and you know, yeah. then ended up uh, 
getting, you know, raising a family and it, it's crazy. But 50 Years of Bigfoot, it's a, there's an audio book of it on, uh, on YouTube. And I don't even know how long it is, but I, I one, one Saturday, I just listened to it all day long and then watched college, <laughs> I watched college football on mute and then just listened to the audio book. And it was special. It was awesome. Nice. But yeah, so we found the stick, the stick break. I keep calling it. Um, and uh, we did. We conducted these field investigations, and I checked around the area for you know more stick, stick str- or stick breaks, so that you know the possibility of recreating maybe it was nature somehow, some way. Um, and I we checked around for a couple minutes. I didn't find anything. Um, so I took the piece of evidence. I broke it off the tree, put it in a Ziploc bag, zipped up the Ziploc bag, and went back. To, and we headed back to camp. Um, we had intention of, I had, I had said it out loud, intention of going back there at nightfall with our camping chairs and sitting out in that, in that intersection. And, uh, you know, anyways, yeah, so that's, that's what we had planned. So we go back to, we, we go back to camp and I, you know, we get the fire going, we start hanging out. I put on, uh, some Sasquatch Chronicles and a whole bunch of other, um, some of, uh, Tony Merkel's The Confessionals podcast, um, Sasquatch Encounters. Um, you know, just listening, showing them what it was about, all that stuff. And uh, the uh, it's it gets right around, it starts, it starts getting right around dark. And this the whole entire time, there's just like an ominous presence on the camp. Like, not enough to really disturb either me or me or my buddy Matt, but enough for me to pick up on it. Like there was, there is a weird energy going on in there, and we were like probably 200 yards away from, not even 200 yards away from power lines. Um, so I've heard, oh, it was just it was just electricity messing with your senses and stuff. But every time I've been there, which was like three or four times, I've that's I've never felt that before ever. Um, I've I, I've I, I have I can, I can familiarize and recognize um, the feeling of like that electric presence and there's a big difference man there's a big difference it's not an ominous feeling it's not at all it's a very it's just more of a weird feeling anyways um, po- power lines are known highways for cryptic creatures too so yes. you were right alongside right where they're going man yeah that, that's though that people at least thought enough to say it, it, that's the power lines the electrical feeling you know that's that's impressive for those people to even say like you know naysayers are usually so shallow that they're they i don't know i would expect something even less than that you know but i know what you mean there's a difference between electricity and an ominous presence that's yes. bigger than anything that could just control the whole atmosphere. It could make it rain if it wanted to. Mm-hmm. You know, he had that whole acre, man. Yeah. Or she. That's the ex- exactly. Um, so, yeah, so we're sitting around camp, and uh, um, my buddy wanted me. I had I had brought my, 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 my slugger, my Louisville slugger bat, you know, do some tree knocks and stuff. So yeah. uh, my so my buddy wanted to do some tree knocks. So we ended up, I, you know, got up, did a couple of tree knocks. Um, I didn't hear, you know, wait, you know, waited around, didn't hear anything. Did another tree knock. 
laid around, didn't hear anything, and went back to the chair, sat down, pushed play on the on the podcast, but turned it down, way down, because just in case. And uh, me and my buddy are sitting at camp, and it was probably less than a minute after I sat down after doing my last wood knock, and off to the distant right, like a long ways away, you hear this, like, uh, yeah, dude, it was, me and my buddy just looked at each other, and we're like, what was that? Been drawn out? Pretty mu- pretty well long and drawn out, too? Yeah, 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 yeah. I did it no justice, man. Um, and it wasn't loud, but it was audible. Like, it oh. was audible. It was, and, it, and it was more like a it swoop. It was a, it was a Bigfoot call, man. It was like a, ooh. I'm not doing it right. I can't recreate it. I, but. Yeah, our, our diaphragms don't expand that long, man. Like, we, you know, the Ohio sounds and then uh, the Sierra mm-hmm. sounds. Those have been researched and uh, investigated and broken down professionally and, you know, yeah. analyzed by the top, top executives in the world, you know, and they've proven their authentic sounds and then human beings can't recreate the sound. So some, some type of human hybrid is out there with a language and they could, they could learn our language too, man, because, you know, in, in that Tennessee book, they, he taught Fox words and then Fox taught them words. And, uh, I'm not sure if I sent you it, but there's sheets of paper that they've actually broke down and they have like the translation between the Bigfoot language, what it, what it breaks down to. So Fox taught the humans, the Bigfoot language. And there's lots of stories of like the military working beside a Bigfoot. And then like in some ways positive, you know, uh, them hunting down Bigfoot after like uh, natural disasters and helping them. But then them also having an army of their own Bigfoot and then hunting down ones out there that are hiding. So it's, it's kind of scary. So even, even there's a, a world for Bigfoot, they're hiding from humans and then they're hiding from bad Bigfoot under control of humans. And it sounds like a sci-fi movie, but man, it's just two steps away from, you know, our back porch for real. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. But yeah, so we, we heard this howl and uh, we're just like, you know, we look at each other. We're like, what the what the crap was that, dude? You know, well, I knew what it was, but my buddy was saying that. <laughs> and uh, I just, you know, got the smirk on my face and we just kind of set back and like, you know, just just hang out. We'll just see what happens. So we, you know, just kept going about about our thing. And it was probably... I don't know. I'm guessing about half hour, 45 minutes later. Um, I'm a big zoner when there's a fire going, when I'm camping. More times than not, there's a fire going. I'm in front of it, just staring at it. Hey, um, I'm with you. Yeah. Um, and I tend to I tend to stare through the fire um, instead of, I don't, I don't know why. But um, through, uh, through the flames, I can barely, you know, because there's, flames in my way i can barely make out like the grass there's a grass the grass outline which was probably 20 yards in front of the fire pit 25 yards in front of the fire pit maybe um and uh and the grass is probably about four foot tall i'm guessing right around there it was about my waist high height a little bit taller than my waist and uh uh, I can tell you when I used the restroom in there the next morning and I crouched down in the grass, I completely disappeared. So <laughs> it was tall. Yeah, um, it was definitely tall. So uh, I'm sitting there staring in the fire and 
in the grass, probably about three, three, three feet off the ground, four feet off the ground. I see two, like, bright red, orange light, uh, like lights, like eyes, like they're, like, unlike anything I've ever seen. It wasn't like an LED light. It wasn't a flashlight status. It was like a, um, like an illumination. Like it was weird, man. And it, it wasn't like like the globes like people um, claim to see, which I, or the orbs, which uh, people claim to see, which I've seen something similar to that. But uh, um, it was it looked like eyes, creepy, beady eyes, like super creepy have, eyes. I have a picture with some orbs right there, and they're like as big as the windows, you know? Yeah. And it's cool, and they surround us, you know? But, yeah, definitely, they, you know, what you saw were eyeballs, not orbs the size yeah. of, you know, orbs no, the, and eyeballs. Orbs and eyeballs are two things, and you saw eyeballs. Getting off subject for a second, the orbs that I saw were, like, neon, green, yellow, like, orangish. It was cr- It was weird. And it it was it was Tracy. It was following my car as I was coming out off of the uh, mountain that I had my sighting on. Um, it was not that day. It was a different day, but yeah. And it was just at dark. And I was on the phone with my mom at the time. Wow. So the, the way the mountain works is you get up to a certain point and you have full bars. And then once you get past that point, you you just you drop all service. So I was down in the part where I. had bars and i was letting my mom know that i was headed back into into town from the forest because i'm a good little boy and uh hey you're just following david politi's missing 401 protocol hey man familiar be safe tell someone where you're at where you're gonna be you know i'm a wilderness survival fiend so that was drilled into my head even before i even knew about dave but yeah so i'm headed out of the wood and i'm on the phone with my mom and uh, the road kind of goes de- veers to the left, goes goes straight down, and all at about a forty five degree angle, and then veers to the right. So right before I'm getting to the right hand turn, almost a hairpin turn style, I see this blue like this ball, not blue, this ball streak like through the trees, like and it's like pacing my car. It's not. I wouldn't say it was like following or chasing, but it was like there, and I'm like. On my on the phone with my mom, I'm like, "Holy crap! I just saw that! I just saw an, an orb." She's like, "What? No, no, you did." She's you know, and she's like skeptic brain instantly, and uh, I know what I saw, man. But anyways, sorry, getting back on, getting back on there's track. A, there's a connection between Bigfoot and orbs, 100. percent They, I believe, you that. know, they, manip- they manipulate the whole area. You know, they can. There, there's been a lot of missing 401 cases that people have seen lights in the sky or lights in the middle of the woods. Like they think they've they've seen headlights when they're lost, and then the dad will go over to the lights, and then the kid gets taken. You know, so we need to be safe with these lights too because they can manipulate these things to uh, manipulate us. You Dude, know, there's some crazy, cool. there's some crazy stuff in the woods. What, uh, what was? Uh, yeah, Wes Wes Germer from Sasquatch Chronicles told a story on his pack a podcast once. Uh, him and his him and his brother, I think it was his brother, Woody, were hunting. They're out hunting. And I think they, I think it was on like Yakult Mountain area in Washington State. They were hunting, and they're following this cat trail deep, deep, deep in the woods. There's not, there's no roads. There's no not anything. And he's and he claims he heard what he swore was a train out in the middle of nowhere, and it was 
getting, or was it a train or horses? One of the two, I can't remember. It was something extremely loud and extremely like impactful coming to him and getting like louder and louder and louder. And then the sound, as he's like walking towards it, trying to figure out what it is, the sound just disappears. It's just into thin air. It's crazy. Yeah, it's super weird. There's a legends of horse and buggies approaching people here. And then uh, there's been multiple. The horse and buggy will just disappear. Like the noise will just disappear. And then another one, like in the 80s, this group was uh, drinking and smoking out there. And the horse buggy comes up to them and they couldn't believe it. Like physically came up to them and they're like, oh my gosh. And it's so wild because they told me that. And then I did my own research and then heard other stories that match up with it. And it's crazy. There are strange things in the woods, man. Yeah. hundred yeah. million percent. But, uh, so I'm sitting at camp going back to my Bigfoot story. So I'm sitting at camp and, uh, I'm looking, staring at the fire and I see these two and they see these two eyes and I, it, it startles me instantly. I look over to my buddy. I'm like, Matt, you see that? And of course he didn't see it. And the second I said some, or the second I looked back to see if he's like, looking at you know uh they they were gone there was no noise there was nothing uh with it but that was it um and i was just kind of like creeped out (laughs) like but uh, i had but i had my buddy with me and i had all my my guns and shit so uh yeah but anyways i uh so i'm uh we're sitting at camp we get you know we make our dinner roast our hot dogs do whatever we're doing can't remember exactly and uh, we decided to call it a night. It's getting late. So, you know, we put the fire out. I'm, I'm super weird about fires. I live in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, anyone who catches my, my forest on fire needs to be imprisoned. Um, so gorgeous out here. Always put your fires out, people. Anyways, uh, so I'm due, due, due diligence on the fire. Put it out. Go to bed. Um go to my car, me and my buddy, uh, I was in the front seat, my buddy was sprawled out in the back seat, and we're trying to call tonight, and it was just so uncomfortable, man. I had my tent set up still, which was right behind my car, and, uh, <clears throat> and but no air mattress, so I was like, dude, I, let's just go, like, I'm going to the tent, like, I, I'm, I'd rather be sprawled out on the hard ground than cooped up in all these weird positions, so we go to the tent, and uh, it, it's dark out. It's pitch dark out. I mean, it's Mountain National Forest away from any city lights, um, and we're surrounded by thick wood. So uh, uh, we get to the tent, and we open up the door, get it all settled. Zip, I zip up the door and lay down, and I just you know start uh, going to sleep, and like in between that time where I'm just falling asleep to the time or where I'm awake, you know, your mind starts racing. Um, uh, as just before you're about to enter into your sleep mode, you start thinking about all these random things. I I do at least. Um, I was right there when I was shook out of that state by what I only describe as like feeling and hearing, but mainly feeling what sounded like like four or five like 50 pound bowling balls being dropped from like 15 feet up off the ground like it was like like if an elephant was walking through bro it was like boom 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 and it was 
it, no, and it wasn't even in that pattern. It was like a doom, 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 doom. It was like, it was weird. I don't know how to explain it, man. And instantly, I like, like I become aware of my surroundings. My adrenaline spiked at this point, and my eyes are wide open until I realize what I had re- like heard and felt. And so I s- squeeze them shut real quick because I don't want to see anything. <laughs> I, um, I'm I, I'm 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 a big baby when it comes to being sit in situations like that. So I'm not a very good investigator, but I try I my best. Bravest man. Once once you're put against the alpha that can manipulate the air around you and the air inside your lungs, you know. Yeah. yeah no. Yes. No one. No one plays a match. You know. I'm I'm stunned. David beat Goliath. Yes. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> Jack somehow slayed the, the Giants, you know? Like, yep. props to David and Jack. Like, oh, those are the homies, <laughs> man. Those are the homies. Those are homies. <laughs> but so I'm laying there in the tent, and I get woken up to these vibrations. And I'm like, I, my, I clench my eyes shut from, from being afraid. And... Uh, all of a sudden, I start hearing like footsteps, and they sound like they're like three to five feet away from my tent, on my side. So the way um, I had gone on Amazon last year, I think, and being uh, a lazy American, bought one of those four four person pop up tents from Amazon, and so I had my pop up tent set up. It was pretty wide. There was uh, me on the le- if you're facing into the tent, I was on the left hand side. And my buddy Matt was on the far right-hand side. So there was probably about three-foot gap between us, five-foot gap. And on my side, I'm hearing footsteps. I'm awake. And I don't know if my buddy's awake or not. He, I, I can't. He's uh, kind of a snorer at times, so I'm not hearing him snore. But he could be in that light sleep mode. I don't know if he's awake or not. So I am sitting here hearing footsteps on on the outside and they're kind of shuffling around. It sounds like they're going like pacing back and forth and sh- like going into the brush, coming back out. And then around like the front side of the tent at our, you know, on the front front of our, of our heads, uh, or the front of the tent, not our heads. Our heads were probably like three to eight feet away from the front of the tent. I start hearing more footsteps and pretty soon they're on Matt's side of the tent. So there all so there was multiple whatever footprints or footprints, footsteps going on around the tent. And I'm like starting to freak out at this point cuz I'm either thinking a it's Sasquatch and Politis and all these other horror movie being dr- the tent being drugged off starts flashing through my brain. And then second off, I don't know if it's people. Like right. I, like we're yeah, I were not or that the, long, or the police, you know, wondering what you're doing or something. Yeah, it, anything, you know, and uh, I just couldn't see, which was another reason why I was so freaked out. If there was a window in my tent, I was able to see. Uh, I don't know if I would actually, but uh, I would probably feel safer. <laughs> uh, although being able to see out my tent during that, I don't know how I'd feel about that. But anyways. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I am I would, waiting there. Just put, try to be as quiet as possible. Play it cool. 
try to move as little as possible, but try to try to figure it out. Well, know? that's that's exactly what I did too, and not necessarily on my own voluntary will. I just kind of froze stiff because um, <laughs> uh, I was there was something outside the tent, dude. For fact, there was something outside the tent. So, um, I, I, nice, nice little. He was so, outside. No, you're good. I, uh, so I'm sitting, I'm laying there hearing these footsteps and all of a sudden I start hearing the tent f- start to flap almost like there's wind hitting it. Like it's a light wind and the, the tent walls are just lightly f- flapping. Um, there was no wind or anything. It was a nice summer day when we were there. It was nice summer day. Um, we weren't in any elevation or anything. Um, and there was no, you you know, you could hear the trees blowing or any, or, uh, feel it in that thin summer tent wall. If, uh, cause it had a breezeway. If the wind was going, there was no wind. And so I'm like, Hmm, that's weird, but it's gotta be like a wind hitting the upper part of the tent. Cause I mean, it sounded like wind hitting the tent. And uh, as soon as I start thinking this, I start sensing the tent wall start coming in on me. And when I say sensing, I mean you can almost feel like something breaking your bubble, like something entering your bubble, like almost like someone's too close to you. And uh, and I'm like, my heart starts racing, and it starts. I can feel it getting closer, and it starts getting closer. My heart's racing faster and faster and faster. And it's probably a centimeter away from my skin. Bigfoot Anonymous interview will be back right after these messages. Paranormal Warehouse, Destination Mystery paints the story for paranormal content, abnormal adventures, and the fun behind the investigations. Each week, Mike and Melissa will bring a new adventure that includes going to some of the most remote places in the West. They will tell the story behind the investigation and share with you the evidence they discover. This is not your regular paranormal show. These episodes will bring new content from locations that no one would think to investigate or explore. We will not only tell the spooky story, we will go to the location where the spooky story originated. Fasten your seatbelts as we take you on an adventure that will make you question what's normal and what's paranormal. My arm, the way I had it, I'm a side sleeper, so I had my right arm tucked underneath my head and my left arm sprawled out. Um, and it was just barely like from like right here to the elbow. So right mid forearm to the elbow and I'm feeling this presence and it next thing I feel uh, like a solid, like fingers, hand, something, something solid against the tent wall, touched my arm. It didn't grab my arm. It touched my arm and it, it was probably there for like two seconds, a total of two, three seconds. But when it first touched me, dude, I instantly got a shiver, like completely sent throughout my entire body. And I stopped breathing and I f- like froze. I completely froze. Um, because uh-huh. I, I like, even like human human touch, sometimes if you're not expecting it, can send that like small shiver. So imagine, you know, a hundred times magnified. Yes. Dude, yes. That's crazy. And, uh, 
and I'm like, in my, in my, uh, I swear my heart stopped, man. It was, it was, it was intense, and uh, <laughs> no pun intended. And uh, and so <laughs> I'm, uh, I'm, I'm sitting there in like sheer shock. I was in shock. I mean, that's no other word to describe that. Um, and uh, I'm sitting there, and my mind is scrambling. Like, what do I do? Like, how how do I end this? This whatever's happening i have no clue what to call it and uh all of a sudden it just pops in my head just make a noise dude like sniff let it know, well whatever it is let it know that you're not asleep like and you know that it's there and so i just went in there and it's, it's dead quiet dude like you could hear you literally hear a pin drop on 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 a, on a piece of grass it was quiet and uh i just go just like that real loud like it it was really loud and if it was an animal or a person or something like that normal reaction would be would be startling like bye bye done like like blurry character out of picture uh pulling away real quick which would make the tent like make noise loud noise this object whatever it was slowly creeped its way up off my arm like i could feel the tent moving away from my arm and coinciding with the second that it like you could tell it had released its touch from the tent the campfire goes and picks up dude just brightest can be super bright wild man super bright yeah i think either it was trying to do like a uh a distraction or you got inside it somehow that you like psyched it up enough that it its energy was going so strong you know you might yeah, have I, you might have expected you to be asleep and you weren't you know yeah some i don't know but uh i i in, in my mind's eye and i don't know this could be me just filling in blanks um i've talked to uh, somebody that claims that it was put there by sasquatch which i don't know if i fully agree with that but my mind's open. Um, was I saw I see like uh, like almost like an alpha at my tent, and I see I see almost a family in my in my camp, and I see like the like two juveniles, and I see a female off in the brush just kind of uh, observing, checking things out. Right, like like I would be able to see her if I was out there, um, but out of the perimeter of the camp. And I see the juveniles messing around near the fire, and one of them jumps over it, and the fire kicks up. That's what I. That's that's what that's I see. Cool little co- connection, and and yeah, I could see that somehow being inspired or put there by by Bigfoot. And dude, the dream world is a special thing, and I've had nightmares with the Bigfoot that I've gone back to my my uh, grandparents' property in my dreams, and then had face to face encounters, and it's like you know my mom wanted to separate from the group and i was like aware i'm like no mom no you know so it's like with mm-hmm. the current awareness but i'm a kid so dude there's like time travel and dream walking and sleep skating and yeah. dude different, different dimensions and it, encounters and experiences work on different planes but you you were surrounded by them and they i think they were uh attracted to you guys out there because they're not used to visitors you know and yes. people spending night so they were probably uh feeling you out and they saw you earlier you know whoever had the glowing eyes maybe that 
Maybe that was the uh, the mob, and then they reported back. Or maybe you saw the alpha just straight up, and he wanted to lock eyes with you, and maybe there's a feeling inside of that. Maybe yeah. he locked eyes with you and put you in a trance, and none of this happened, you know? And, like, maybe. somehow it's all psychic. You know, I'm not, you know. I, <laughs> I believe it physically happened, but who knows? What if oh, they could yeah. create realities like that and rewrite your night, you know? Yep, like the when he touched you or she touched you, was it passing on information, you know, or checking you out or absorbing your information or trying to feel your soul, you know, or was it just an innocent touch? Was it, was it something, was it something deeper? And, but it sent a chill, chill down your spine that was natural, but it could have been supernatural that it was so much that it gave you something, man. Yeah. Um, I, uh, I, I really believe and I don't, again, I don't know why. I just have this feeling like this is the way it is. That, and I don't know whether it was like a ominous thing or if it was a um, curious thing or if it was like a, hey, I know you're here. Don't do it again thing. But I really believe that I did a really dumb thing by taking that, that stick, that stick structure, that stick twist as evidence. Yeah. I, I feel I, I honestly believe that uh, that's why I was touched and I don't know the reasoning behind it but I just for some reason feel like that's why it was kind of like a, a that makes a lot of sense and I when you said that you took it that went in my head like oh that was that was a little dangerous and that that's how I feel like I have I have this uh, stone or pottery right here mm -hmm. and awesome to own but it's a big responsibility because this could be like something sacred and you know who who knows you know even even the giant bone you know i know there's some sacred energy in that but you know there was more giants than us and so there's there's plenty of skeletons and plenty of thumb bones out there so yeah it's sacred to current times but um yeah it's, it's wild you know and, but i Man, you you definitely stirred the pot when you took their uh, took their yes their marking their their artwork. You it was something, man. And they I may they might have just wanted it back. And you're lucky that you didn't get snatched out of the uh, out of the tent because you know there's yeah. stories of you know kids getting yanked out of the window, uh, people getting yanked out of their tent, people getting their sleeping bag wrapped up, and then them just uh, carried off. They don't even uh, know. Albert oh, Osman, buddy. Exactly, exactly. And then there's a lot of stories of, uh, you know, the uh, First Nations Canadian women. They they would get taken in yes. the sleep, put put over the giant's shoulder, and then they'd have animal fur. They just put them under. They'd wake up the next morning. They wouldn't even know they got taken. That's how like gentle and sneaky these creatures can be, too. And it's wild, man. That's what you're very lucky that you. Maybe you being awake saved your life. You know, Maybe, who knows? Yeah, what? I I would have I would have been interested to see like what your friend would have done if he woke up and you weren't there. You know, like that would have been horrible, horrible circumstances. But that would have been real. You know, and that would have been crazy. Wonder if there's any disappearances in that area. Yeah. Any, uh, um, not that I'm 
and I, I, I turned them in to be so on the BFRL um, database, Bigfoot Bigfoot Field Researchers Organization. Um, if anyone that's listening to this podcast doesn't know what that is, um, which I'm sure the average person does, but anyways, uh, I'll go and type in like uh, a county that's closest to where I live and look for the closest or the the most recent sighting, and then I'll drive to that location. Um, uh, sorry, I just brain farted. What were we talking about? I think I'm tired. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely getting late. But yeah, the BFRO uh, situation. I asked if there was any missing people uh, in that area. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. So, um, and uh, I haven't I haven't seen any missing people reports on there. Although I keep an eye out. Um, for some reason, they, which I'm sure there has been, um, but they don't keep database on that, and uh, I don't have access to any for any way of knowing about that um that being said i have not scrolled through every all of dave politis stuff um the missing 411 missing 411 however people want to say it um and, and i'm sure he's done some sort of story from the pacific northwest uh um clackamas uh clackamas river uh like that whole area dude like there's there's lots of crazy stuff up in that area Lots of crazy stuff that happens. A lot of creatures. So I can get more of the history side. Now that I've heard of firsthand, one-on-one, the most personal encounter it could ever be, and I want to I want to learn the history and the lore of those mountains and hills, you know? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, do you have any more Bigfoot experiences or any more paranormal things yeah. you want to share? Definitely a couple, uh, a handful of other ones, you know, that come to mind off off bat. Um, recently, I was at the Honey Island Swamp, okay. and I uh, got a couple of videos and pictures of some strange things. We uh, ran across some boar in the middle of the swamp, and they stunk so bad. And uh, it's really crazy to see a big razorback pig uh, running through the muck, you know. And uh, but I also saw this giant carcass that was like seven to eight feet long, and it was like tan and kind of translucent. It was really bloated, and uh, it smelled horrible. And it was making the kids cry, and you know the parents were like freaking out. And I was like hanging over the edge of the boat trying to get a better picture and uh, <laughs> see what it was, you know. And I was like trying to get the captain to go close, but you know it was a business decision on his part. He wanted a good tip from uh, everybody. But um, I got a couple good pictures of it. I posted on my Instagram, and it is phenomenal. But uh, the guy, the captain said it was probably a gator, uh, and I thought maybe it was a deer. But in both cases, you would think that the other alligators, which were thousands of them all around, would swarm that thing and eat it. You know, if it was a deer, that thing would have been eaten. If it was another gator, I think it would have been green instead of tan, and it would have been eaten. But I don't know what it was. And uh, there's a lot of strange uh, stories out there. The Honey Island Swamp Monster is the most famous, you know, the term of it. But the uh, footage goes back, yeah. uh, I think, even before the Patterson-Gimlin footage, I want to say. And uh, it was found after the man died, and there's a Bigfoot uh, spotted in the video. And it's pretty pretty clear, and there's good breakdowns of it. Yeah. Uh, it's really <laughs> wild. Uh, there's lots of Cajun legends about the Rougarou, 
and uh, werewolves and dogman and Indian mounds and the mound builder giants, you know, at, the possibilities are endless. And then there's a movie called a uh, uh, hatchet about Victor Crawley and he killed more like 70 people in the honey island swamp. So Whoa. it was just fat go out there. And, uh, I hit up new Orleans and the honey island swamp. And then uh, a, fa- a couple of famous places in Biloxi, Mississippi. And then we hit up the Pascagoula river, uh, which is famous for the Pascagoula river alien abductions. You know, two men were abducted, into a spaceship and uh, tested on. And then hundreds of other people around in the region saw a spaceship and strange lights in the sky the same night. So clearly something a hundred million percent happened. And uh, we're on the river and we went to a gator ranch, what was a airboat and they take you out there and uh, show you a bunch of gators and take you on the river. And it was, it was awesome. And then we went to a, a state park, Shepherd state park. And we were just, uh, you know, adventuring off the grid. And there was this, um, this pathway that was above the swamp, like 12 feet, pretty high up. So I'm just trying not to fall in the swamp because there's no way above. So the gators will eat you, you know, in a heartbeat. Um, so I'm just jumping from like these peg to peg. Cause it was like unfinished. And uh, we were drinking in new Orleans the day before and having late nights at the casino and stuff. So yeah, my body was like messed up and I have like dehydration problems. And I start, I try to drink as much as possible, but I never, you can never drink enough, you know, you sweat, your whole body sweats. But uh, I got this weird feeling in my stomach. And when I landed, I had an accident in my pants and it was really bad, really embarrassing. And uh, I waddled around for a second. And then when we made it finally to the woods, I was like, hey, I got to go to the bathroom. So I, I get off, like try to go out of sight of Adam. And he thinks, you know, I'm going to be- just go in peace. So he's like sitting right at the corner. So I go even farther and i'm thinking david politis i'm like man they they got me away you know the point of separation so it's a big deal um and i, I dropped my drawers and i looked down and i'm like oh yep i gotta gotta ditch them and so i i hear something like rattling in the woods a little ahead of me but i'm not too worried i'm just trying to dance you know because by then i already had like a rash and i was like you know so it was very uncomfortable and uh it was just annoying as heck um, so I'm, I'm dropping my pants down and, uh, can't, I, I'm, I'm like freaking out because, you know, I don't want Adam to see me. I'm like, Oh my God, I, I got these poopy pants. You know, I'm like, I gotta, gotta get rid of them. I got the whole day ahead of me. What am I going to do? <laughs> and, uh, I'm burying, I'm, well, I'm, I'm coming up with a plan and I take, I take my shoes off and I'm standing on top of my shoes. So then there's, I'm still hearing the sound. And, you know, it's this is all within just a couple seconds, but it feels like a lifetime, of course. And I'm standing on top of my shoes and I'm taking my socks off and I'm wiping myself, you know. And then I hear this thing dart like towards me. And I'm like, oh, and I'm like freaking out, like pretty much just dead in my dead with no pants on the worst, the worst way I could be, you know. And I uh, throw I throw down the, the stuff and I pull up, pull up my pants. I throw down my underwear and the socks like in the leaves. And I pull up my pants and, and uh, this thing didn't attack me. It was just like probably like a bluff charge or just maybe, you know, in like a super explainable thing, maybe like a deer, you know, I maybe woke it up and then it was like changing direction, you know, not trying to go right at me because it was it's thick wood. So couldn't see me completely just sound, you know, and then he probably smelt me, uh, whatever it was, and was probably like thrown off by it. 
but I ended up throwing leaves over my uh, dirty clothes and then scurrying back to Adam. And it was just so stupid and so funny in a, in a way. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is how fast it can really happen, you know? And uh, there was another time back in Ohio that I was uh, waiting for this girl to sleep over and uh, my mom was home. So I didn't want her. I didn't want the girl pulling in my driveway. So I had her park at this neighborhood um, behind my house and it's right by some woods. So I was out there waiting for her for like the longest time. And she was super late. I'm like calling for her. And then again, I hear something from the woods like charging at me. And this time there was no standing still. I turn around and beeline it as fast as I could from my back door. And I'm cutting through my back, my neighbor's backyard and I'm going through their garden and I hit one of their garden stakes and it goes up and through my lip and cuts me open real bad. And it breaks my collarbone and I've broken my collarbone a few times. And, uh, so I'm in, I ended up being in a sling for a few weeks and having this big, like, gash in my face and i still have a little bit of a scar up by under my nose and stuff and uh, it's just it's just so wild and people thought i was drunk and everything that i fell on the steps i'm like no something chased me out of the woods man and then I, and then i'm like i remember looking in the mirror like i'm bleeding real bad and she calls and she says she's there and i'm like i think oh my god this girl's gonna die and uh, I ended up just cussing her out and just telling her, you know, she should have answered and I got messed up and she wanted to like make it up to me, you know, that night. And I was not having it. I was like put in a different headspace. I And in those times to turn down a girl sleeping over, it was, it was crazy, you know, so I was shocked and I was just done. And I was really like pissed about because the future, you know, I was like, oh my God, my face is going to be messed up. So stupid, you know, and. It was just an embarrassing next few weeks. And uh, it's, it's you know, Bigfoot never laid a hand on me like he has you that I know of. You know, I've been a lot of camping a lot and uh, camping outside, not even no tent or anything. So, you know, who knows what happens when we all fall asleep. They say spiders crawl in our mouth, you know, and things happen all around us in the sleep dimension, you know, the fourth kind. But uh, I've never knowingly had a Bigfoot touch me. but I've had a Bigfoot lead to me getting hurt before and uh, or a Bigfoot or a type of creature. And I look at Bigfoot as a very broad term, you know, Sasquatch is like hairy, you know, but Bigfoot can be Mothman, Giants, Gilman, the creature from the Black Lagoon, the Rake, Gollum, even even like Thunderbirds. And I know it's a stretch, but man, the hurricane that hit me, Hurricane Michael, that was alive. So, yeah, Bigfoot, Leviathan, Giants, Titans, Trolls, it's all Bigfoot, man. But Sasquatch, Wood Apes, you know, Susquehanna Seal, the Mo- Mogollon Monster, the Mojave Sandman, the Big Bear Beast. There are tons, man. The, the Texas Wood Boogers, the Booger Man, the Boogie Man, Sasquatch, uh, Orang Pendek. You know, that's a whole species of creatures that are small, like like the Vietnam rock apes. They're like four feet tall. You know, it's what is it? it, uh, The emu gobo, how do you pronounce that? Yeah, that's a brand new species. I have a journal of like bunch of tribal names for Bigfoot and stuff. I know that's a different species of type of humanoids and stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Journals of just hundreds of uh 
ancient names and tribal names for these creatures. And how dare anybody say they don't exist when every single tribe across the world and every type of people has the Yeti, the Yaren, the Yowie, the Bigfoot, the Sasquatch. It's all, it's all out there, man. And we yeah. need to you know, spread through because now dog man, demon dogs, the, the creatures from hell, man, are cr- crawling through tomorrow. And it's, it's, it's scary. It's really wild that they're attacking us on different dimensions. You know, nightmares are one thing, sleep tears, lu- lucid dreaming, sleep paralysis that will find you. And, you know, everybody has to sleep. So it's, it's strange that things will uh, appear in our yard and in our region and somehow access our minds. Like, sadly, you have fell victim to and I have fell victim to. And yep. these creatures have input sound. And then pouches like kangaroos and echolocating like dolphins and, uh, and bats, you know? So just think of all the greatest animal characteristics and then match them with an ancient person. And I think that's what you know, the creator has given us in the woods, you know, our big brother, Bigfoot, just like my second book says. And I think there's a big ground that even that me and you have even covered. So let alone like this world has to really move forward with these things. And I, I hope uh, people like Cliff and Bobo and Steve and David Politis and all these good people in the field can like really break the barrier and the stigma that uh, surrounds Bigfoot, you know, and hopefully us young guns like you and me and, you know, Monsters of Mystery Pass. And there's a lot of girls out there that are doing great stuff. You know, Third Eye Paranormal Crew, she's killing it out in Vegas and she's an EMT. You know, I love seeing like the firemen and the, the government people uh, that are that are doing it, you know, because not all the goofy guys that, that work at the retro game store and fishing shop can be into Bigfoot too. We need we need professionals, you know, and uh, I I think it's a a big deal for uh, many people to come together. You know, firemen, police, military, loggers, truckers—they've all had sightings. So uh, we need to come together and believe in embrace the fellow brethren, you know, and embrace the Martian, man, man on the moon three just dropped kid Cuddy, dude. We need to, we need to feel the positivity and soak in the vibrations of this world. And that are beyond our eyes and ears and stop being so naive and cutting it short and thinking we know it all. You know, we just need to absorb what's out there because if you absorb the answers will come just like how you got that mapped out of your campsite. Yeah. You, you, you did you didn't go finding that it came to you in a way you went finding for it. But you know, what I mean, it just, sometimes when you're on your right path, the truth will come to you and well, you just absorb it. When you, when you open up your doors, the channels can, can pour through, man. Well, so, and I'm, I'm a firm believer in everything happens for a reason. I know every, some people don't believe in that ideology and stuff, but that's my firm belief. And uh, I believe that all that lined up for a reason. I believe I was at Squatch Fest uh, that year at that time and was at that area of floor right in front of Jeff Meldrum's booth um, having uh, the book that I had signed from him and Cliff running down from his booth yelling, Tyler, Tyler, and like introducing me to Clackamas Sasquatch Research Group and because he knew that my area was up there and he knew that they researched that spot. So Cliff put us together 
And then, you know, I go, <clears throat> and so then I go to the spot and all that stuff. Yeah, I really think things happen. Everything lines up, man. Like, it, it definitely does, man. I, I cross paths. I'm from the same area code as Seth Breedlove from uh, Small Time Monsters. Yeah. You know? Oh, yeah. He's like exploded since me and him have uh, became friends. And, you know, I went to one of his film screens that I uh, donated to. And, you know, I was I was doing the question and answer is like, hey, isn't a uh, Bigfoot? Uh, you think he has one foot in this dimension and one foot in the other? And, you know, back in the day, like eight years ago, that was an awesome question. Now it's like, dude, that's everyday talk. You know, yes. like heck yeah, they're supernatural. They're so natural. They can they can be in multiple dimensions. And uh, it's so cool that, dude, you're you know, you're rubbing elbows with uh, with Cliff and Jeff Meldrum and, and a bunch of people, which is so awesome. And then uh, I was rubbing elbows with Seth Breedlove, and then you became yeah. you, and I became me. And it's so cool that that's how it's that's how it works. It's a spider web. It's beautiful, and everything happens for a reason, man. Exactly. Me and you met each other for a reason, and who knows what we'll create from that. But even just yeah. chopping it up like this is like such an honor, and like it brings so many worlds together. You know, like. Uh, like, I, I don't think you understand. Like, it, it does a lot for me, man, talking to someone that's, you know, also experienced Bigfoot and sees it on a different, like, dimension like I do, you know? It's, it's endearing knowing, like, dude, those people are out there. And then it's also cool because I, I love, like, the seven degrees of Kevin Bacon, you know? Yeah. And, like, it, it's like, heck, yeah, dude. Like, dude, you, you're, you're, you know Cliff. Like, that's – he's a pinnacle – in this yes. game, you know, my mom knows Cliff Rackman, you know, so it's yeah. like, so it's an honor to be on the show and to chop it up and, and to yeah. tell my story, to talk about my book and to hear your stories and just to have an open conversation and an open, open hand, you know, you're welcome in my house. Let's, let's camp in Florida and go deep sea fishing. And I definitely yeah. want to check it out at the West yeah. Coast for sure. Yeah, buddy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm down. Oh, man. So, yeah, before we start wrapping this up, I want to ask you, um, you know, there's so many hypotheses out there. People think they're they're apes, they're human hybrids, they're aliens, they're some sort of alien connection. Uh, what do you think? What do you think? What do you think Sasquatch is? I think it's the ancient man, the ancient ones. You know, it's definitely a human hybrid. They've done DNA uh, on it. It's it's not an ape. They can speak, you know, and, you know, an ape, I guess, is a, is a broad term as well, too, you know, but uh, they are human. They have language. They have mated with human men, and maybe that's possible for apes as well, but I don't think so. I think they are human hybrids. They are the true ancient man. They might be Esau from the Bible. They might be Cain from the Bible, the marked ones, you know, the, the Mormons, they said that, uh, a man met Cain in real time now. Cain is still alive, and he's a giant man covered in hair. So right there, Sasquatch, you know? And um, I think there are ape-type creatures out there as well that are very intelligent. That might be man-like. So like I said, Bigfoot is such a broad term that, yeah, there might be intelligent apes like like our homie Caesar, you know? Yeah. Uh, better yeah. Animal. Yeah, and uh, just the Planet of the Apes, man. There's like eight, nine films about it, talking yes. about it, and it's 
you know, that's not Bigfoot, but it's intelligent apes and anything, anything's possible. I, uh, I think they are human hybrids though. And that's based on DNA and, you know, the mound builders surround us. And, uh, like I said, you know, giant humans, the Lovelock giants back, back in California, the Humboldt museum, they had the skulls back on, uh, on display back in the day. And, yes. you know, before, before the agenda got rewritten and humanity had to be locked down a little bit, um, the, the things were flowing. There are newspaper articles, 800 newspaper articles of giant bones being excavated, you know, sitting in in sitting formation, facing the east covered in copper and gold. You know, these are these are not apes. These these are intelligent beings and they are the ancient ones. And I think they still exist. And there's more of them than there are of us. They they are all over the surface and they are way below us. There are just think miles, man. There are more what 10,000 feet in a mile or 9,000 feet oh, in a mile? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Space one mile is 10,000 feet. You know how many like realities can be in one mile? Like, mile. tunnels, tunnels, dude, until yes. the pillars of the earth. You know, they probably go all the way down to hell. Who knows? Bigfoot might be the last barrier to us and us and satan himself you know the bear the bigfoot might be our last defenders that might be the reason they're on earth so this thing goes so far beyond harry and the hendersons and people want to laugh at us for liking bigfoot or being interested in it but guess what science meets sasquatch you know like uh -huh. dude this is the bridge to the creator i'm trying to find god i'm trying to find myself i'm trying to find existence i'm trying to find the answers to creation and you know some people think it's just myths and oh we're just soup and big bang theory we have no answers we'll never have answers no there are answers answers are obtainable answers have already been out there and swept under the rug so let's never never give that too much credit and say oh there's none of this like people really think bigfoot sightings would be on the news dude there's thousands of bigfoot sightings through the week you know squatch me now mvp mv nvtv has new footage new new pictures every single day it doesn't get a sniff of the news because we see what's on the news now come on man yes, you know yes it's crazy yeah. it's so crazy and uh sadly i think some people are being like paid and swayed and threatened to um you know say it's an ape and it goes back to even like the sasquatch massacre um homie john green you know if he if he killed these sasquatches you know he wants to cover it up and say oh they're just apes because then you know him killing some apes isn't as despicable as him killing patty and her family you know i i'm just a person who lives in ohio and florida i wasn't there I think it's all interesting. I think killing of anything innocent is despicable. I want the truth to come out. Um, I'm not pressing anybody in their chest or anything. Um, but it's all it's all very interesting. And it lines up to them wanting it to push apes and apes and this. And it's like animals. Like, dude, they have language. It's already been proven. They've mated with humans. Like, you can only sweep things under the rug for so much. You like yeah. If you're sweeping rocks under the rug... Dude, you step on the rug, you won't feel the rocks. Come rocks. on. Yeah, that's right. Hide it for too long, dude. And I'm, I've had enough. I've held, I've held a giant's bone in my hand. I've seen strange carcasses. You know, I've read the books. The movies exist. You know, Lord of the Rings, right there. Middle Earth about orcs, dragons, treasure, hobbits. Come on, man, it's right there. 
exists. It's about the yeah. Texas made by the same people that made Blair Witch. Monstrous. It's about the Beast of Whitehall, the Adirondack Mountains. You know, New York is no stranger to Bigfoot and Wolfman. The Wolfman, you know, based on the ancient movies, based in the 30s, ancient, you know, about 100 years ago now. The Phoenix Light. Thousands, thousands of people saw UFO, you know, strange lights over Phoenix on multiple occasions. And and people want to sweep it under the rug? Come on, man. Come on. Come on. Hundreds of people, thousands of people. And then a goofy, fun one, Strange Wilderness. <laughs> you know, Sasquatch. And I, I feel like I'm like a part of the Strange Wilderness crew. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun, you know? And then I, I do have a couple of Bigfoot books that I've been uh, digging into, and I'm. Uh, it's an honor to join the club. You know, I'm going to be adding four four Bigfoot books to this uh, very soon, and this one's really cool. Uh, Steve Isdall, how, he runs How to Hunt. He he has a no BS approach, and this has like more than a hundred uh, of his stories. Uh, I mean, uh, listener stories that have been mailed into him. And he reads them all the time, nonstop. Yeah. And, uh, oh. And he's that... awesome. You know, he's a big game hunter from uh, Canada that has seen many things. And his First Nations grandfather had encounters. And he owes it to his grandfather. Just like I owe it to my aunt who saw a banshee in Ireland. You know, I have no choice but to just, you know, pay respect to my bloodline. Here's another one that I just recently got. I haven't really dug into this one, but. Next time I go fishing next week, I am going to uh, take it with me. And then uh, Max Brooks, De-Evolution. He yeah. wrote he, uh, World War Z. This is about a Mount Rainier Sasquatch massacre. This one guy came into my work, and he uh, recommended that book to me, and he didn't even know I was about Sasquatch. So it was meant to be, just like you said. Um, and, this one, and, and, sorry, sorry, sorry to interrupt you. God, I got to let my listeners know. Uh, De-Evolution yeah. is, available, is available on Audible. Because that's where I listen to it. <laughs> I, I I uh I love reading it, but I'm gonna start. I'm gonna uh do the audible too. Uh, just yeah. because I I'm always on the go, but I love listening to podcasts and loving it, loving that. And I'm uh I haven't finished it, so I, I need to. And th- this one is a nice little uh, kids book that they probably have at the the school library, but it's a cool one. And there's other ones that they have, like Atlantis, Bermuda Triangle, Bigfoot. Aliens, Poltergeist, Loch Ness Monster, and the Yeti. Uh, a lot of what's, what's the name of that kid's book? It's Mysteries. Yeah, search Mystery Explorers Searching for Bigfoot. Okay, well, it's got a couple of cool pictures in it, and uh, just statues too. And they have uh, dental dental records. It, it's really cool. It actually came with my uh, Bigfoot cast of uh, Patty right here. It's a a replica. Of uh, the 1967 footprint, um, yeah. so that's really cool. It came with three three books with it, and then uh, serial killers, which is um, really cool. I had a close call with the Seminole Heights uh, serial killer out in Tampa. He killed a couple people when we were uh, performing out there, and it was just scary to even be anywhere, you know. And I kind of feel like the Zodiac and stuff. And they cracked a Zodiac code uh, today tonight. Uh, one of the codes from you know, decades ago, they a mathematician cracked it. So today is a legendary what? 
history. Yeah, yeah. Check it out uh, once, you know, before bed. Maybe, uh, and, you know, I, I saw, like, Ted Cruz was uh, trending, too, because people said he might have been saying excellent. <laughs> and, uh, well, I forget what one of the guys in the Manson family, I think his name was Bobby. I forget his name. I, there's so many of them, but uh, they connected him to being the Zodiac Killer. And I have a, uh, I'm obsessed with the, the Manson family because I was low key, like in a cult with that punk rock band uh, musical. That was kind of like a cult. So I know, I know what it's like. And uh, I'm also from Ohio and so is Charlie. And then, I did the tour of the Moundsville Penitentiary, and that's where his mom was kept. And Charlie, like, grew up there. And he also he even requested to be transferred there. And uh, during the tour, they show Charlie's letter. And the warden said, when hell freezes over. And it's really funny. But then so, uh, <laughs> I first moved in to the, you know, I was living out of my car. And I got accepted into the punk rock musical uh, house. And uh, the, the neighbor and I'm all like, oh, I'm into Bigfoot, I'm into Ghost, I'm into Charles Manson. And they're like, oh, the neighbor is really into Charles Manson. So I went over there. His name is Larry Big Prime. Rest in peace. Huge inspiration. Uh, great, great man. He has great videos on YouTube talking about the seven principles of Huna. And just think, like, an old man neighbor that was cool with podcasts and, like, the, psych the psychedelic mind and conscious mind and about the Manson family – it was awesome. We'd we'd hike around the neighborhood, not even hike, just walk around the neighborhood. And there was this creature. This is this man uh, that we called the shapeshifter, and he would dress as a, a woman, his own wife, uh, an old woman, a man, a little kid. It would dress as different things. He had mental problems because his wife died, you know. And I feel for him. He never hurt us or anything. So you know, do what you gotta do to grieve in peace. But you know, he's called the shapeshifter. But we'd see him. You know, pushing a shopping cart around town. It was it was far out. It was always a strange night in the Biltmore, you know, estates. And uh, but Big was really big on uh, Charles Manson. And I told you know, it's crazy that hit right, the house next door, a kid just stumbles on and then moves onto the couch. And then he's from Ohio and he knows all about Charles Manson. Well, um, he he also knew a lot about uh, Charles Manson because there was one guy that uh, wrote a book and he was like Charlie's uh, nemesis and he was a prospector and he found gold and he uh, deprogrammed a couple of the Manson family and uh, big Larry, Larry uh, contacted this guy and actually went out to his ranch out in California where Manson was right across from and uh, stayed out there and then got a book signed and, it's uh, Paul Paul Watkins uh, wrote the book. It's My Life with Charles Manson, and it talks about uh, the the other Paul, um, his Big's buddy. I, I'm forgetting his last name right now, but it's it's easy to look up. And uh, but it's Charles Manson's nemesis, and even Tex Watson, the guy that killed uh, the you know the the people, the Labiancas and Sharon Tate. Um, he said that this guy, uh, this other Paul, could. He got in Charles' mind through a couple coincidences because he said he put like a barrier on his mountain. So a couple times Charlie tried like driving up to like scare him and then the car would break down or something. So it was always like some strange like mystical thing. So he was in his mind. So Big went to this cabin that Manson couldn't get to and, uh, you know, stayed there for like a week. And uh, it was really cool. And he told us all this and it was just a really special time. And, you know, I've just, Everything comes so full circle and 
just serial killers, Charles Manson, and, it, and then he died that year, and uh, Big died that year, and then the Dodgers, you know, he was a Dodgers fan. They just won uh, the World Series and stuff. So it, it's it's really cool just everything connecting, but it's just so goofy that the house I move into, the neighbor is like some genius, and then he also uh, toured around the country with Richard Bantler about neuro-linguistic programming, about like changing your mind for success and, you know, for not even success, just positivity, you know, and with positivity comes success. But yeah, everything's linked. And uh, it was an honor to be a part of the uh, the musical. And I really got thrown into the, the Florida culture and got to see a bunch of crazy venues. And then we, then we lived, you know, out of the car for the summer and uh, went to California and back and stay at New Orleans and Dallas, got to see where JFK got assassinated, got to stay in uh, Albuquerque right down the street from Walter White's house and uh, in the Las Cruces and Oregon mountains uh, did some hiking there and uh, encountered the desert apes and they're called desert apes, but they're the wild men of, you know, the, the red rock. And yeah. uh, we stayed in California and Koreatown and uh, checked out a bunch of dispensaries and hiked up to Batman's cave and just did a bunch of stuff that is so cool, you know, and it stayed in like the same, uh, same condos or apartments. I don't know what it would be called, but uh, these little houses that Marilyn Monroe stayed in, like the same place. And my buddy Emery, uh, he was a photographer. He let us stay at his house. Uh, well, party at his house. We didn't sleep there. Um, he ended up getting killed by a hit and run driver. Uh, shortly after that so rest in peace emory man like he was he was so cool he knew about he you know we're in la and he knew all about ohio and and lakeland like both of my homes so it was so cool and uh such a special time and we encountered a lot and when you're in a, you know sleeping in a car you know just sleeping in a car one night is tough sleeping in a car for weeks straight you know sleeping at marinas and on picnic tables and, you know, a picnic table is nice compared to a back seat. So it, it really brings it out of you and you, you get the tribal instinct. And sometimes you got to go primal to uh, find these creatures that we're hunting for, you know. And I don't want to bring any harm to them, but I want to bring awareness that not all of us humans are uh, despicable and, and a plague. And, and, you know, I might not be the best for them, but I'm not trying to give myself to them or anything. But I'm trying to trying to, you know. Do what me and you are doing right now. Chop it up and create something new with some, with yes. our vibrations, you know. And maybe that's what they were trying to do to you. Maybe they uh, maybe they felt a positive vibe from you. You know, I yeah. them locking eyes with you is very interesting. But I, I keep thinking you did take something of theirs, so maybe it wasn't positive. Mm -hmm. Maybe you know, maybe they just wanted it back. You know, maybe they were interested, or maybe they wanted to see who took it. You know, maybe they're fine with you taking it. Maybe they because he didn't grab you hard. You no, know, no, so no, it was a not, touch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was a touch. It it was a soft touch. It, it it's interesting. It's very interesting, yeah. man. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> Uh, wrapping it up i just wanted to clarify to everyone and you um if i wouldn't have had my mind speak encounter if i would have seen this thing peeking from behind the tree and just vacated my bowels and in, in, in my pants um <laughs> uh from t straight terror that i was feeling and just went about that i still would have been closed-minded i would not have been i really feel like uh, I my mind was forced open 
Like, they were uh, teaching me a lesson. Like, stop being so dumb and understand that you are tiny. You are not the biggest thing around. Um, and I truly believe that's that's why I, I have had so much... Like, you're talking about the positive energy. Um, I almost feel like it was like them awakening me. Like, hey, we need a new buddy or something similar of that aspect. Um, someone we can trust. Because I would never do anything. Like I said, as soon as I took that stick, it dawned on me how stupid it was. But uh, at the same time, you, you need you need evidence. You know what I mean? Right. But, um, but uh it was just, you know, it dawned on me. I thought it's the second I took it, dude. I was like, oh, man, I probably shouldn't have done that. Like, <laughs> but. You still uh, have your possession now? I do. Oh, wow. That's crazy. See, they, they, you're still connected to them. So I'm sure, I'm sure they can access your dreams and your thoughts, you know, hopefully yeah. in a positive way, you know, yes. and maybe they'll, uh, maybe they'll like give you like a warm feeling to come back. And when, when the time's right, you know, like, and you not that you're like scared to go back there. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying no, no, yeah. when the time's perfect, they'll be there waiting for you too, you know, and that's, uh, that's very interesting. Definitely. Would I uh, be able to uh, read one of my poems and maybe play a song on guitar? And maybe, I, was uh, about, verse? I was about to ask you to do so. Yeah, I, I definitely appreciate it. Well, first I'm a, uh, I want to read a thing I wrote called Along Came a Spider, and it's a, uh, a cool story. I'm just, I'm just going to read it. Um, Along came a spider crawling down the web, bit the insect with a bit of poison. But what it didn't know is the insect's blood was twice venomous as the spider's poison. It was a setup from the start, another way of art, being close to death still coming out on top. Took a bit of time and a good amount of pain. The insect found a bug that was killed by the ape. The insect took it back and opened up his chest and took a few samples of the spider's venom. Once every day, it battled the pain, injecting itself, increasing each day. It built a tolerance, but the poison so strong, it needed something between, like shielded by a shell. So it went on the hunt and found another bug, twice its size, but it still took it down. With the shell and some heart, it headed to the web. The spider attacked, but he was ready for that. The spider went down and broke its old web. The bug climbed through and found his wife and kids. Uh, <laughs> that's awesome. <laughs> Pretty cool, you know? And uh, yeah. I'm going to actually put that in uh, my next book because that's that's so cool. I love that story because it starts off like, where the heck's it go? Where's it going, you know? Yeah. And then find out this bug, you know, had its children, its children and... Uh, wife taken by the spider this whole time so you know it, it's a journey so it makes you go back like i got I goosebumps and i i know i know the story you know and yeah, yeah. It's crazy it's a it's a simple story but it tells so much and i want that to be translated you know to many people but uh one bit uh more just uh urban and i'm just gonna just spit you know i'm just gonna go uh Picture this, I'm in a dark room with boards over the windows. Last person I talked to was years ago. I'm in limbo. I'm hungry. I'm lonely. Got TV, but no cable. Last person I talked to was years ago. I'm still stable. I'm burning one. I'm watching the world burn. Watching them make it worse. I wonder when they'll learn. They worry about watching me. 
instead of getting better. We for attention and the topic don't matter. You know we need to end when the next president has bigger shoes to fill than the first black president. We in the record-breaking debt, a list full of threats, a population full of broken people under stress. Corrupt government drove us to the end. Some of our worst enemies are hidden in our friends. And the public pretends that the politic defends, but really instead, they track all that you said. They know you're not home. They know you go to bed. I wrote this in my head so it couldn't get tracked. I wrote this on this path where I was running from the back. I wrote this in my head so I couldn't see the web. And that's just a little bit. Ah, I like that. <laughs> that was awesome, man. That's a, that's a fun one. That's uh, all over the place. That's a mixture of freestyle and then stuff I've written from, you know, when I was like a teenager to recently to a couple of years ago. And, you know, it's time travel within the syllable. You know, it's, yep. it's crazy. You know, I, I give myself goosebumps from it. It's it's really cool. And uh, my very first rap was, my name's C. Flitner. I'm just a beginner. I roll on 24s because I'm a true winner. Winning's in my blood. It's flowing through my veins. Things are hard now. Yeah, I'm battling aches and veins. I'll be teaching my haters, using my brains, hanging with my boys, Sonny and Ray J. I'm the coordinator. I call the plays. My team never going to stop. We're going to reach a peak. I run it myself like a quarterback stick. Let's hear it, Ray J. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty yeah. funny because I'm like, I'm teaching my haters using my brains, you know? And it's like, yeah. when it's blood, it's flowing through my veins. It's like, dude, I was, that was in 2006. I was 14 when I wrote that last one. Dude, I'm 28 now. That was 14 years ago. And yeah. I still see the the correlations, you know? It's yeah. when it's blood is flowing through my veins things are hard now i'm battling aches and pains i'll be teaching my haters using my brains what the heck changed what the heck changed you know <laughs> i'm writing books now instead of songs you know but i'm yeah. still scribbling in my notebook you know still still drawing goofy pictures you know but now they're just getting posted in my books you know it's really cool the lake erie monster it's all yeah. just silly, goofy stuff, man. The Green Clawed Beast. That's the Ohio River Monster, you know? And th then you got the Honey the Honey Island Swamp Monster out in Louisiana. You got the Gremlins and Gargoyles. They're closer than you think, probably under your deck. Same thing. Goofy, goofy ones, man. Yeah. Yeah. Swamp. Dude, they're out there. They're out there. And when we channel it, we channel it, you know. And I bring my guitar out there and try to hit them on different vibrations. And I've, I've played this song uh, multiple times out there. And, you know, I hope I hope the Bigfoot and I hope the trees and I hope the clouds and the angels above and the heavens above and the kingdoms wait, man. I hope it all connects. And uh, this song is just part of it, all right? The night time in her eyes and she comes alive. This moonlight in her blood and she does it real good. The monster in the swamp can smell her coming. It's hell of the eye. You better get to running. This night time in her eyes and she comes alive. Fireflies in the sky when she dances around the fire. 
stars shine bright, but they stare down in his eye. The one they chose to tell her no never came back, never told a soul. It's nighttime in her eyes, and she comes alive. There's nighttime in her eyes, and she comes alive. There's nighttime in her eyes, and she comes alive. Each and every sinner, they call her a winner. They ran every summer and call safe for this nighttime in her eyes and she comes alive. Nighttime in her eyes and she comes alive. Nighttime in her eyes and she comes alive. It's a fun one, you know, and I can't wait to I can't wait to play it uh, with you, with you playing the drums in the background, you know, taking it to the next level. And maybe in the forest too, you playing the spoons around the campfire. Better. Yeah. I forgot to hit, I forgot to hit the unmute button. Uh, oh, good, <laughs> uh, to the listeners I don't know, I'm a musician. I've been playing for about 24 years or so, uh, a drummer. And uh, I actually often bring like my djembe or some other crazy sounding drum anytime I go camping like that. So yeah. I will bring it, man. Uh, you ever you ever experiment with the uh, druzy drews? Dude, know? they're so hard. I I can get the the basic sound of it going, but uh, the didgeridoo, but uh, I can't like I can't circular breathe. <laughs> You'll bring the whole region of creatures, you know. Oh, dude! Oh, I bet. <laughs> so practice. Keep practicing. I'm not good at it either, but a kid, uh, a kid from the musical was like incredible, and we'd do meditations, and he'd do it at 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 the end of the meditation, and it would just like transcend you to the next level, and uh, you would break through the fourth wall. It was crazy. Nice. Well, let uh, we gotta. I gotta get out of here, buddy. It's been been a very uh, interesting. Interesting talk with you. Um, yeah, it's all it's a blast uh, every time we chop it up, and I'm looking forward to uh, the future. And uh, we definitely will chat soon again. Man. Absolutely, and and uh, everyone can find you. You you have do you have a podcast? Um, I guess not officially. No, because a SoundCloud, I do interviews and I do narrations, and then I you know uh, tell stories. But it's not like an actual official radio show. I, I probably will uh, in the early next year. But I'm just having so much fun uh, joining everybody else's podcast, you know. Um, yeah. You know, and guest starring. Like, literally, I've been hustling. I, I, I know you've noticed probably a few of them, you know. But, dude, I've been on, like, 11 podcasts in the last, like, three weeks. So it's been uh, it's been crazy. Like, three today, you know. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> I'm a hustler. I'm a, I'm a hustler, homie. You know, but uh, it, it's awesome. It's spreading knowledge. Everyone is so different, too. Like, 
you know, I have so much to blab about. And then, you, you know, you as the interviewer, you, you have, you are you. So, you know, your stories, of course, would be different to everybody else's. And it's so special, you know, and it, it's, it's cool. Like me and you, you know, we're like brothers in the, in this community, you know, compared to a lot of everything else going on, you know, me and you, we've had similar experiences and we're into the same creatures, you know, yes. and, uh, uh, some other people there uh, in the wild other stuff and I'm I'm yeah. all for it I'm all for it but yeah I'm on I'm on uh, SoundCloud Bigfoot Anonymous Twitter Bigfoot Anon and then uh, Instagram Bigfoot Anonymous YouTube Bigfoot Anonymous and I just uploaded a interview that I did with a dogman witness and it's like almost has a thousand views in a couple days and uh, so it's been a it's been cool with that too and I've yeah. gotten a lot of subscribers and. Uh, it's cool to have like-minded people uh, tuning in, you know, because I just have so much content that I just dump it all. So it's very, uh, once I dump it, I'm, I'm moving on to the next, you know, and yeah. these people are like my babies though. And uh, it's, it's, I'm very proud of them. And um, it's something that, you know, at least at the end of my days, that will be next to my name and they'll probably turn off, uh, you know, the technology and stuff. And, they're going to try to go Fahrenheit 451 and try to burn all the good books, you know, but, uh, I bought, I bought 50 myself this morning. So there's going to be 50 copies out there. And then I know I've sold a couple, uh, I think I've sold more uh, outside of me. I've sold more in Europe than I have in America. Cause all my cousins, uh, from the little WhatsApp, uh, are buying it from Ireland and England. So it's really cool. So, uh, definitely a goal of mine to go over there and, uh, do some stories, you know, and, really uh, pay tribute to my heritage and my people and uh but america still has a lot more for me to see as well and canada i spent a, i spent a summer in canada when i was younger and uh spent some time in mexico and love loved north america but there's other continents that i need to see you know and there's thousands of continents out there past the ice wall and under the dome and I need to do my Admiral Bird, you know, and go see the forbidden lands and see these mammoths and luscious jungles, you know. And I need to go into the aquifer and the caves and see Godzilla and the monsters from Pacific Rim. So, dude, you know, the. You know, man, I got stuff going on for miles and days and lifetimes and so does everybody else and everybody needs to channel that stop looking to celebrities and government politicians for answers what happened to us having the answers and going out and finding what we need to in this world we need to stop going to representatives because guess what the representatives are getting paid in their pockets so their lies are lies man we need what we need we need what we need and that's the truth that's water. Drink more water. Mick Jenkins, new dude. You need it. You know. You need water for truth. You need water to grow, just like a plant. Amen. Just like plants, man. You talk to your plant. You say, "Yeah, I love you." You know, play it good music. It will treat you back. It will treat you great. And uh, it's it's. I I feel the same way in the world. You know, treat the world right. It will come back to you. You know. And I'm gonna be goofy for a second. And there's a there's this wig that I have, and it's an Anderson Brajal wig, and he is seven foot tall. So guess what? He's a giant. So this this wig, I got such long hair that the wig is goofy to wear it with too. <laughs> this wig is 
a tribute to a giant. Anderson Varejao, the wild thing. Huh. All Bigfoot, you know? But it was a Guinness Book of World Records. They gave these out at the Cavs game, and everybody had them on. And it was like the most wigs ever in a place. But, dude, I, I wear this on uh, Halloween with my, uh, my referee shirt and my whistle, you know, and I'm a goofy referee. But this <laughs> is a, it's a Bigfoot and Giants above that Giants are walking amongst us. And one played for the Cavaliers and the Orlando Magic. And it's Anderson Brazil and Shaquille O'Neal and Yao Ming and Sean Bradley and Zadrunas Legowskis and Taco Fall, the new guy who's seven foot seven. Dude, Whoa. the Giants are we need to wake up. Like sumo wrestlers used to be about three times as big. There's Asian army videos that they're marching around giants, parading in these giant sumo wrestlers, bigger than anybody could ever imagine. And it's just crazy, man. Mud fossils, you know, the size of Maui is the same shape as a man. You know, there's, there's a, a mountain with a face on the New Hampshire 2000 quarter. You know, there's a ghost on the $2 bill. There's a pyramid on our dollar. There's a hidden owl from the Bohemian Grove on our money, too. Like, dude, we got to stop acting like everything's normal and get a little funky with it. Because getting funky with it is the closest to truth we've ever freaking been. You know, getting groovy in the woods, camping with your friends, shooting the crap, shooting the shoot at the fire, you know, that's the closest we can get to God, and we need to channel that. And God, creator, Allah, the truth, the sky, whatever you want to call it, man, it is important. And our bridge shark creator might knock on the door. Right after the hurricane, on the other side of the trailer was bangs and stuff. So I don't know what the heck's going on, man. So soil is stained. You know, Native American genocide on this earth. Then there was genocide of the Sasquatch people. We we are stepping on some thin ice as humans, you know. And we might deserve to, you know, meet this virus. And, you know, only the strong survive. And I might not make it through. You know, I'm, I'm not as durable as Billy John and G.I. Joe. But, you know, I'm a good person. And I'll try to keep my light from going out until my end days, you know. And. If anybody takes me the wrong way, then, you know, they they must be evil because I'm trying to fight for good, you know. And all this hooting and hollering, at the end of the day, I, I'll, I'll die trying to save my brother trying to drown, you know. I'd rather do that than watch him drown. So I, I, I don't got nothing for nobody, no negative people, no nothing negative coming from me. You know, I'm only negative towards negativity because, you know. Basic math. That's positive. Yeah. Two negative. Yeah. Positive. <laughs> Come on. Two lefts <laughs> make a right. Two wrongs make an extra wrong. You know. So let's let's just stay on our path, man. And uh, if anybody likes what I'm freaking speaking, then uh, check out Erie Swamp's Road Trip to Eden. It's a psychedelic, uh, conscious, uh, paranormal experience, and it's a freaking pleasure to be a part of. And being on this radio show is like. A dream come true, you know, like I always wanted to write my books and talk about it. And thank you for pl the platform and you being yeah. an expert and knowing and having firsthand experience and being an open mind. It allows me to be my goofy self that brings me closest to the truth and the closest I can get. And uh, I'm I'm appreciative that you brought it out of me. And uh, thank you for bringing me on the show. 
and I can't mm-hmm. wait to uh, meet you in person and um, ch- chop it up, bro, and and you know uh, see what's out there in, in your stomping grounds and um, and camp and hopefully have a safe encounter as well. And we're gonna go in uh, with positive vibes, uh, blanketing the forest, you know. And yeah. but we'll definitely go in uh, with protection too, you know. Well, I appreciate you calling me an expert, but I am no in <laughs> no way, shape, or form. I can tell you this much. Uh, uh, I was, <clears throat> I'm more just obsessed with this, with the aspects, more of the scientific aspect of it because of my experience, man, like it completely rocked me. So with that being said, thank you for coming on tonight, buddy. I super, super appreciate it. I really, uh, looking forward to having you back again. I'm hoping we get, we get good feedback from this and I'm hoping all my listeners go on to, uh, <clears throat> what is it? It's Kindle, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, just Amazon. You know, if you search Connor oh, Flynn or Swamps or Big Brother Bigfoot, it's all it's all uh, showing up. So that's that's pretty cool. But yeah, um, I'm sure it will be in other places too. I'm sure you can find it in like the library, uh, like in the dump section. That nobody, you know, I was making jokes on Instagram, like uh, people could get it as like a gag gift or uh, you know use it as a. Uh, for warmth you know next year during doomsday so they could burn the books you know so yeah. uh I, I think it's all fun and games you know I, I definitely want people to read my book and it's uh it's been a blast writing it it's so goofy that you know me uh late night just typing away and uh camping out and you know so much hard work but it's really just life so it's like nothing i'm like oh my god i got paid ruby tuesdays uh for my book you know and like i was already looking at it like it was profit last night you know that i got free ruby tuesdays and you know i've put a lifetime of work into this but when you care about your subject it's not work it's just fun you know and that's that's uh, podcasts like you get like anxious and like nervous a little bit you know and not like not scared but just it's you know you're you know you're a part of something you know and it's it's bigger than you and me so I love that feeling and it pushes me farther and uh, makes me uncomfortable sometimes, but put going out of your uh, comfort zone really uh, shapes who you are and you find out who you are because uh, Play-Doh is nothing in the jar. But once you start playing with it, you uh, get to see who you are and what you're made out of, you know, and it's, it's cool. And I've made, I'm made out of a little bit more than I left Ohio uh, thinking I had, you know, life on the road and um, being beat down and hitting rock bottom, being robbed, being ran off, being, being just everything, everything on the list, uh, being handcuffed for going in the wrong house when I was concussed, you know, I've been attacked at the zoo, not attacked, but um, I was at the Teamsters party, um, a Christmas party, and we were behind the scenes, we we're uh, back you know in like a special access and there was an orangutan and i backed up against this cage and i had a hoodie on and it pulled my hoodie and it kept pulling me and it was good i couldn't fit through the cage so it was gonna like i don't know you know just pull me until i broke or something but they had to they had to pull my hoodie off and everything and just like you know that's just a friendly monkey that was the homie that was the orangutan and just i felt the force so uh i definitely that's crazy yeah yeah it's crazy a, a bigfoot touched touched you as well man we uh we got the touch and uh yeah. but yeah it, it, it was wild <laughs> it was wild and the teamsters are famous for you know jimmy hoffa 
uh, Jimmy Hoffa was a teamster. Um, I think he was a teamster. I'm pretty sure he was the head of teamsters. But my my uh, correspondent, he was Jimmy Hoffa Jr.'s bodyguard. And it's just crazy. Like, where did they bury Jimmy Hoffa? You know, where is he at? Is he still alive? Is he in Middle Earth with Abraham Lincoln and, and uh, you know, Saddam Hussein and Hitler and all these other veterans? You know, I don't know. They said they killed Osama bin Laden, but but I don't know. Do uh, but a lot of people don't know that he was in the CIA, Tim Osmond. You know, come on, that's common knowledge in some circles. <laughs> others, others got no yeah. idea. Others got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> so with that, I'm gonna wrap things up. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But. Uh... Uh, that, that's that's all I have for you guys today. But if you enjoyed today's episode, make sure you go check uh, check his stuff out. Um, or if you like this podcast, my podcast um, in general, give it a like on your favorite podcast platform. I can be found anywhere from Anchor.fm to Breaker, Google and Apple Podcasts, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, Spotify, and if you uh, are a looking on your one of your favorite uh podcast platforms and you're not finding me email me and let me know and i can distribute it so yeah guys uh thanks for tuning in uh the name of uh the name of connor's book is eerie swamps Eerie Swamp to Eden. So make sure you check it out. And also check out Big Brother Bigfoot and um, Monster. Uh, uh, but before I let you, that's right. That's right. Um, yes, absolutely. Do do check that out. And make sure you spread not only the 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 word of this show, but all of Connor's material. Let let people know what what the man is producing. So. Uh, yeah, yeah spread the word. The Instagram algorithm is really goofy, you know. A, a, a like and a comment and a share goes a long way. And, and, you know, I'm big on just putting it out there, but when they have algorithms to hold down creators, then we have to bound together and, and share our stuff and, and comment and drop that little, you know, fire sign because that means more people will see it. You know, and it's all about helping each other out and getting the knowledge out because we're all under one sky and uh, there's only one truth and that's the truth. So we need to go after it, you know, and and I hope many people find Hungarian coins in their room randomly. I grew up as a child and I found a Polish coin and a Hungarian coin when I was younger. And that was a cool little mystery. But I think my aunts just put it in there, you know, as like a little <laughs> gift, you know. And, but it's cool. It's cool that we can create magic. You know, Santa, the Easter Bunny. Like magic is all around us, man. We have to, uh, we have to put down our walls and just uh, absorb it once in a while. And just think, dude, the fact that we can hear, see, smell, and feel—that's enough magic for me. You know, and I got everything I asked for. And I hope everybody has a good holiday season and goes into the new year with big plans and manifest it man your your thoughts become your reality you know we spell words so spell positive words let's you know let's use witchcraft for positivity come on man we we need to 
we need to overcome this dark cloud that has sweeping over the planet and it all starts within you know and they're trying to hide us from our own family members and you know scare us from loving each other and looking each other in the eyes and smiling and laughing and talking in public we need to remember what human beings are like and screw politicians screw athletes screw them all let's just be humans be humans it's it goes so far, man. A little bit goes so far. So far. Dude, I love the send-off message, bro. Absolutely. So, you guys sharing all of his stuff and all of my stuff uh, helps us produce new and exciting material for all you guys to listen to. To yeah. keep coming back to new material. So, okay. uh, yeah, man, I want to thank you again for coming on. And, uh, uh, want to give you one last one last second to say something if whatever you want to say i i want to give a shout out to like all the other good people that uh have given me a platform you know rare and unusual sparks of the paranormal bigfoot society mysteries of past and present um shadow talkers our different take uh induced fear a lot of a lot of people that i've created a rapport with that i'm friends with and that i would go to bat for you know and same thing with you man you're you're in that club you're in that you're you're a close you're a close friend in that club you know because uh we are both very similar and uh it's it's very special and i definitely uh support all these people that are out here just doing their thing man and it's bigger than you and me and it's bigger than everything dude the clouds the clouds aren't even big enough, dude. The sun in the sky, you know, the sun is only 30 miles wide. Like, dude, nothing's that big. You know, the dome is only 73 miles up to the top. You know, the, the long thunder is lightning striking and then reverberating off the dome. You know, the longest, the longest lightning strike is 75 miles. So that's like roughly two miles past the dome, you know, roughly the same amount. Um, and dude, 75 miles, the sun 30 miles, like dude we're not that small you know we're small like you said we got yeah. checked your ego needs checked once in a while and i've been dead i've my ego has been dead millions of times that i've like unfolded multiple times you know and it's helped in some ways and it's hurt me in other ways and i've uh i've tried to strip myself uh many times of all my you know insecurities and everything and I think we need to do that as a nation, as a as a race of human human beings. We need to we need to cut the crap. We need to cut the crap, man. We need to move forward with our families and our friends, and with with our lives in 2021. And it's make it or break it because the future is really dark and dystopian, or it's like utopia and Tomorrowland. And the choice is up to us. And Right now we're uh, we're approaching the fork at the road, and sadly there's a lot of sheep that are just gonna run right off the cliff. But I uh, I see some green grass over there, and some nice mountains, and some nice sun rays, and I'm hungry. So uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna stay on the the bright path for as long as I can, man, and eat as many berries and mushrooms as I can take in my stomach. You know. Nice, nice. Oh, it goes far, man. All right, buddy. That was a great time. Um, and I want to thank you at last for uh, coming on. We'll have you back again soon. 
Um, before I let all of you guys go, I want you to remember, as I always say at the end of every single episode, love each other, love yourself, be kind, be safe, and until next time. Never told a soul, it's night time in her eyes.